<clears throat> What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's that time. It's media clash time. I'm your host, Wayne. As always, joined by... Paul. And we are going to bring you the first episode of the year 2023. Because 2022 is over, thankfully. Even though 2023 seems to be like on par to be just as big as a dumpster fire. Uh, but as usual, we start every episode by talking about what we've been watching, what we've been playing. And um, I haven't really watched much in the last week. Uh, Bad Batch has come back on. First two episodes dropped last week. Third episode dropped today. It's the second best Star Wars property right now. Because uh, Dave Filoni loves the clones and this season is dealing... Well, Bad Batch in general deals with the clones. But uh, today's episode, Commander Cody went AWOL. No, he was the clone that shot down Obi-Wan after Order 66. Yeah. Um, and now the clones are starting to question the order and everything because now they're being replaced by human conscripts and they're just being sent as cannon fodder on missions where they know they, the Empire really doesn't give a damn if they come back or not. Operation Blackie from South Park. Yeah. Um, it was cool, though, in this episode, they did show a, a war memorial that's supposed to have like all the clone. I, when they actually translated it, it was gibberish. It wasn't actual names and numbers and shit, but it's supposed to represent like a wall of just like all the designation of all the clones that are dead and is like clone trooper statues and shit. It was pretty cool, but, but I don't think they had, did they have individual names each of them? Yes. Huh? Yeah, so that's what that's what Clone War, the cartoon was all like. You follow these clones that eventually they all become like, like yeah, Rex, Cody, um, Gregor, like the main ones. Like they all had names. Um, Bad Batch itself, all of them have different names, even though they're like they're weird clones that were specifically gener- gen- uh, created to have like higher attributes than the other ones. They don't look like the other clones at all. Um, but yeah, Wolf, Gregor, Rex, Cody, um, so what was it? Willow who got shot in one of the episodes last week. Cause he told his, the Imperial commander above him was like, I'm not going to falsify a report. Like clone force 99 was here and he's like, you don't have to. And he like fucking shoots him in the back of the head and like pushes him off a fucking cliff. He goes, I'll do it. And then he just walks away. Mm. So yeah, this season's going to be all about like the clones pretty much what's left of the clones uh, basically turning on the Empire and dealing with the fact that they were used uh, to basically kill the only people that were keeping the fucking universe in check. Uh, this episode had battle droids in it. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Like, they went to a separatist world. Like, it was a separatist world. And they're like, no, 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 we didn't join just when, because you won the war and created this empire doesn't mean we joined the empire. Like, we're still a fucking independent system. Mm-hmm. And they will have like all kind of fucking battle droids and shit. It's fucking it was, it, pretty cool. I'm, I, I'm sad you don't see more battle droids and shit in like on planets and stuff. Um, 
But it is, you know, just funny, like, hearing, you know, Roger, Roger, like the little fucking battle droids running around. Um, other than that, I really... I'm trying to think of what else I may have watched, and I don't think I've really watched anything. Uh, as far as playing, I haven't really played anything in the last week either. Um... I was playing a bit of Destiny 2, the new season. Finally doing something with the Warmind. Like, calling back the stuff from, like, the first game. Finally, like, paying off on stuff. Uh, the story's really good. I'll sit and watch, like, lore videos on YouTube about the story. Like, 30-minute, 45-minute. Like, I, I'll just watch them, and it's... Because the story's great. Which is kind of why I'm, like up on Sony, like, Sony buy-in Bungie. Like, I want to see, like, a fully produced fucking Destiny show set in the universe, because the story's really good. Um, but yeah, I haven't really done anything um, this past week, this first week of 2023. Um, I put out some little shorts of, like, my first uh, my favorite toys that I bought this past, the last year. Um, and they're still kind of set up on the table here and on the chair over there. Uh, finally got us over the 900 subscriber on YouTube threshold that I've been fighting with for a while. Uh, so I'll probably start making some more short stuff because people's attention spans really are, unless you're a diehard into something really is kind of short. Um, and I think it has something to do with the music I played on one of them. One of them's got like 300 views and it's like, I think it's the music that's playing in the background. Um, but Hey, we got like four subscribers last night, so I'm good with it. Uh, nowhere near the amount of hours needed to monetize the channel though, but I'm going to, that's going to be rectified this season, this year. Cause, uh, We're gonna start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start putting out actual content again, uh, on a regular basis. Just sucks. I don't have an actual backdrop anymore until the new house is built, and then the office upstairs will be turned into a studio. Um. But yeah, I was trying to put together something today as a backdrop. I got these Mevo cameras. Um. I don't know if I'm satisfied with them yet, though, because uh, these have to run through either a phone or a tablet. I can't connect them directly to my laptop and use them as three individual cameras, which kind of fucking sucks. I thought that was the whole point of these, but it also, if we do, you know, in the convention and stuff, we can go walk around and do remote broadcasts from like the convention floor using uh, just the wireless and the phone to control them. Uh, I had them on the other day sitting in here and I was outside in the backyard with the chickens and I'm just still flipping through the cameras. So as long as the network signal is strong, you still got kind of control over the cameras. Um, Maybe we'll get back to actually doing video versions of the show one day. Uh, now that I'm a little bit more mobile, I don't have the big stupid thing on my leg anymore. I just have a boot. And hopefully I'll have some good news tomorrow about more mobility uh, with my leg. 
So, um, but yeah, other than that, I did really nothing. Um, we started watching Parks and Rec again because we made it through the office again. Uh, so I started Parks and Rec again to just fill noise. Because uh, nothing, no, none, <clears throat> no shows or seasons or really anything are back yet. Um, I know Young Rock's back, but I haven't watched this season. I didn't watch the end of last season either. That group picture of of all the wrestlers, and I'm like, who those wrestler, who the actors are supposed to be mm-hmm. in real life, and I'm like, these people look nothing like fucking. No, like they, they fucking have to. They slather Luke in fucking paint and makeup to fucking let, have him play fucking Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Whoever plays the Undertaker looks awful. Um, I forgot who else. I think Triple H looks so so. Oh yeah, like the the older the people they had playing the older characters are way better, but those guys were on the last season, like on the seasons before this, way more. So the guy who played Andre, like, doesn't really look, but I mean, he can. He's a passable. You can't really find somebody who's gonna look like Andre. Yeah. But the guy, he's a passable Andre. Uh, the guy who played Macho Man was very good, like a young Macho Man. Um, the guy who plays the Sheik. The Sheik, very yes. Good sheik. Uh, the Head Shrinkers, all the Wild Samoans. You know, all those guys, they, they put a lot of, I guess, effort into casting them because they were on the show more. But, like, the newer, it's just... Becky Lynch does a pretty good Cindy Lauper. Like, they brought I her back. I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't watch. That was the season premiere. I'm Like I said, I haven't watched any of them. I'm like, eh. Hmm. Rock's dad, uh, Maya Villa, of Rocky Johnson, um, was decent. He looks pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Like, all those, like, yeah, his dad, like, that's where it seems like all the, 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 the effort in the casting, these personalities, because again, like the new people, they're not, they're just in the background during the stories. Like it's all the other people who are, are there constantly, even though they don't follow historical events properly at all. Oh, it's. Obviously, fucking, they put spins on shit. Well, the big one that was last season was the one they did the big stadium show or whatever in Hawaii, and they over-exaggerated because Cornette was like, yeah, these people wouldn't have been there, and this would have actually been, this was the actual attendance, and yeah, like, this isn't, this didn't happen at all. Like, this is just strictly for television. I mean, so it's basically historical figure. I mean, the show tries to make Vince McMahon out to be like some altruistic, wise person. I mean, it is produced by fucking WWE, so. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother can of fucking worms going on right now. Um, I guess what I've been playing, I went back and started playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla because all of those DLCs and updates and expansions. Um, I got the season pass and I just never touched it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to play right now. No, there isn't really. So I went and was like, fuck, I might as well just clean up, clean up achievements in this. And so I've been doing that, waiting for... Um... So I found out in Dead Space when it comes out at the end of the month, like in two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um there's a whole new voice 
cast for most of the players, mm-hmm. um, most of the characters. Like they don't have the original Isaac, and um, I don't know who else they couldn't get back. But somebody they they posted the first ten minutes of the remake, and somebody um, some website did a side by side comparison. It's almost like one for one. Well, yeah, it's just a basically. I think I really think it's it's not a remake. It's just a. It's a remake in the fact that they've redone it all, but it still follows. Apparently, they added some stuff in. They took some stuff out that they didn't like about the first game and stuff like that. So, we'll see. I don't know. I played the original one for a little while, and I was like, eh. Ah, I love the The original one's so good. I love it. Um, and then it just shit the bed after that. Typical fucking EA bullshit. Microtransactions. Um, what I watched, uh, the first thing is All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a, a German adaptation of the book. And the book is basically the point of view of a soldier going off to World War One and the, how horrible World War One was. And, uh. Apparently, it was like a super controversial book when it first came out way back when because nobody really heard the true stories and like what sh- shit people went through in World War One, And um, so this one was, um, it's an all-German cast sp- spoken in German. The only person I recognize is Baron Zemo is in it. He plays one of the war um, counselors that's trying to negotiate peace with France because they knew basically it's fucking done. German Germany ain't winning. So you, f- you follow along with this um, group of kids that's basically enlisting. They're all super excited. They're going to go overseas i mean uh they're gonna go to france and meet all these french women and they're gonna fight the um kill all these french people per and slowly they get thrown to the front line and reality hits uh they're in the fucking no man they're in the trenches so it's about two hours and 15 minutes two and a half hours but it's very good like it's really good of just seeing the horrors of war and stuff like that through this seventeen-year-old fucking kid's life and the life expectancy of a soldier back then was like, if you're lucky, a, a couple months. And um, it reminded me so much of Valiant Heart, of like some of the uh, graphics they shown of like two-thirds of the male population in Europe was decimated because of the war and stuff like that. And never really touched on mustard gas. That was the one thing they didn't do in the, in the, in this movie. Uh, it's on Netflix. Definitely check it out. Like it's a, it's a really good war film. Uh, then the other Netflix exclusive was Glass Onion, the Knives Out 
sequel starring. Daniel Craig comes back as Benoit Blanc and stars Edward Norton, Batista, uh, who else? Um, Kate Hudson is in it. Agatha from One Division. I don't know her name. She's in it. As a sequel to Knives Out, it has nothing to do with Knives Out. It just has the character of Daniel Craig in it. And then um, basically the plot is close group of friends goes off to eccentric billionaires island for a murder mystery getaway edward norton plays not elon musk crazy it wasn't meant to be that way but it kind of turned out that way but the problem with the movie is it's not much of a murder mystery it's too you watch the movie the first half and then you and then something happens in the middle and it completely changes the way you see it and they kind of replay them first getting into the island all over again. But now you know this one tidbit and it just... It shows you different viewpoints of the scenes you just watched. And then it just brings every t- everything together at the end, the big um, whodunit and stuff like that. And... Uh, I thought Edward Norton was very good in it. Batista was just playing himself like some. Batista is a streamer who gets who's a anti woman like male chauvinist pig. The that guy who just got arrested. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, yeah. Fucking don't go on a live stream with your pizza box in camera. And um. So he played that type of character. And uh, Daniel Craig's great playing. um, But there's a lot of things that happen in this movie that just, it's very convenient that this would happen or Yeah, it's not much of a murder mystery like it played out to be. It's a good watch. Like, I thought the first one was better because it was actually a murder mystery and you're trying to figure out who done it. And then I found out that um, Ryan Johnson directed the Ozymandias episode of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Because um, my nephew Jason was telling me that he's going back to watch Breaking Bad because he's never seen it. And my brother loves that show, so he's watching it with him. So they got to Ozymandias. Yep. And when his name popped up, he got so pissed, he had to get up and leave. Um. So yeah. But here's the difference. He directed it. He didn't write the episode. No, he didn't write it, but he directed it. 
There's a difference between, like, he wrote and directed that shitty Star Wars movie. Which means there was nobody calling his ass out on his stupidity. Is he still getting the trilogy? No, it's not going to happen. Like, there's They got rid of no, it? Well, I mean, there's no been no official announcement, but it's not going to happen. Because I thought, like, J.J. is like, yeah, just to make out that to him, we're going to give him his own fucking trilogy. No, it, it's, it, it's... You can follow the kid dancing broom fucking saga. There's no... There's been... Dude, there's been no movement on... Is Tatawatiki still movies, doing his? Star Wars movies. Like, there, you, there, had, there hasn't been any announcements on anything in a while. Mm. Or any, like, news or... And supposedly the internet hates Tatawatiki after Thor Love and Thunder. I don't understand why people are shitting on that movie. Like, that movie was not bad. Because everybody, like, Ragnarok came out. And... It has just as many jokes in that than fucking... Love like the Thunder? only thing I could, the only gripe I could have is like I would have wanted to see him kill God, the god. Like, let me see what he's doing. Let me see Gore actually being a god butcher. He, um, I'm, I think Tatawatiki. I don't know if he said it, but there was like rumors that supposedly like there was a lot of meddling from Disney. Like they they made him cut shit out and. I mean, clearly it's been edited, like, but then he even said, he said, I had final, like, I edited, like, what you saw is what I chose to do. Yeah, because he was just saving face, like, trying to save fucking Disney's PR. Either way, I mean, there's clearly different versions of how the story plays out, because that fucking deleted scene came out when Zeus gives oh, the Thunderbolt. The Thunderbolt to Thor instead yeah. of Thor stealing it. Because there's a... um. I think there's like a whole different cut of this movie that makes it way different. Probably so. Um, I mean, again, I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. Like, I don't under, like, I don't understand people's hate for phase four in general. It's, I, I didn't see most of phase four. Um, like I, like Shang-Chi, not that, like there's people who love Shang-Chi say it's the best thing. Like Shang-Chi is not good. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen Eternals. I refuse to watch. Like I've seen like clips of Eternals on YouTube, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm no. Um, Doctor Strange was okay at best. Doctor Could, Strange had more, but again, it we, has I so think much potential. We, I, I think that's the problem. We all see the potential that it could have, like the things they could have mm-hmm. done, but considering you had Sam Raimi as director, what I mean, it's just you could you have just, done all these multiversal things and you didn't do anything, and it's like you literally. But then you also had to go like, all right. American Chavez was supposed to show up in Spider-Man. Not like, so they were redone. Like you completely, because of COVID and the release schedules. Like, yeah. That's so a, there's probably a different version of multiverse of madness too. Like you completely wasted Sam Raimi on that movie. Like that script wasn't very good. Um, no, I mean, and again, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, the, I think it's what eventually ended up getting edited together and done. Like, there were extensive reshoots on Spider-Man and Multiverse of Madness. And we thought, oh, they're going to add in all these other people. And it's like, you know, they probably, those reshoots were to fucking pull it all together because they had to change release schedule dates and yeah, make sense out of stuff. That was another thing too. Like, because of COVID and pushing stuff back and then reorganizing stuff because Black Widow came out before um, Hawkeye or was it after 
I don't remember. I mean, Black Widow really. Yeah, it was the order of stuff. Like the end credit scene doesn't really make any sense to for one of the, uh, for um, Black Widow because I. No, the end credit scenes is just her going back home. Yeah, and it's what's her face getting the file from. Um, well, she showed up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier first. Yeah, but you seen um, in Black Widow, she gives the file to the new... Yeah, uh, but Falcon and the Soldier came out before. No, I'm talking about like uh, Hawkeye. There was something. There was some like deleted... I mean, it like, doesn't... In credit scene, it's like, doesn't make sense because it's out of order. Either way, it's, you know... Phase 4 had to deal with a lot of shit. And the properties are still pretty damn good. Like Miss Marvel, She-Hulk are good. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch Miss Marvel. For what it was, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was good. Yeah, like the TV shows were, were better than the fucking movies. Yeah. I mean, Black Widow was just... Other than introducing us to Yelena and Red Guardian, like it was, the Taskmaster bit was horrible. Like, and again, I don't know, like we got Thunderbolts and it's like, oh, Red Guardian, Yelena, but I'm like, really, is Yelena going to work without having, what made Yelena so like, attachable is like the shit she would do with Kate. Like, you could see them on a team together being the new Clint and Natasha. Like, without them together, like, I don't... I don't see the... Like, there needs to be that person to play off of. Who she's playing off of like that in Thunderbolts other than her dad. Um, yeah, Hawkeye won't be around for a while. Oh, yeah, no, he's... <laughs> Look, that's what like I said. That's what you get when you help people, bro. Jeremy Winter, damn near almost killed himself, got himself killed trying to help people. Yep, helping somebody stranded in the snow and then got hit by hit and run over by a snowplow. Yep. Because it was like that came out and it was right around the time the Buffalo defender got um, had his heart attack on the on the field that Monday night. It was literally like. Within hours of each other, I think. It happened. And, um... It's... I really have no... Want to see fucking Wakanda forever. It comes on streaming February 1st. That's, I mean, that's why I'm like, I'll, I'll watch it then. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not a fan of, like, turning... Atlantis and the like the ass like I what was the point other than to be like all right we're gonna like there's legitimately been no point other than they use the vibranium to escape oppression whereas Wakanda used the vibranium to like never like isolate themselves from the beginning like I don't see Namor like I don't see the MCU version of Namor attacking the fucking the 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 surface because he's fucking tired of pollution. Like that's the whole point of Namor. Like he's like, this is my kingdom, y'all keep fucking it up. 
I'm going to fucking just attack. Like, yeah, there's, we're here and we're quite annoyed with your fucking pollution. And I think I should, he's like fucking doom. He thinks he would be, but the world would be better off with him in charge. I just don't see that in this version of fucking Namor. Again, story-wise, like why, like he kills fucking Queen Ramunda and fucking Shuri just lets him go at the end, like doesn't kill him. And they gave him fucking Aquaman's shitty fucking weakness. Yeah. Like he's a mutant, like Namor's a mutant. We established this in this movie. He should not have a weakness to like not being in water or being dehydrated. Um, the only other thing I've been watching is the uh, fucking Logan Paul downfall that he's having right now. There's a YouTuber named CoffeeZilla. I started watching his stuff before all this got blown up. He did his piece on Logan Paul um, crypto zoo thing. And um, I was a fan of his work. He's, he basically calls out other Twitch and YouTube streamers for being scam artists and or other businesses, influencers that are scammers and stuff like that. And and um, he did a three-piece expose on Logan Paul's um, crypto zoo game thing that he wanted to uh, do. And apparently the game is completely broken. Um, you buy eggs, NFTs, and then you crossbreed your animals together and it makes like like a penguin and a duck mm-hmm. type bullshit. And then if it's rare, you can sell that and you're supposed to make money. It's supposed to be like a crypto exchange exchange thing. Well, people are buying because it's Logan Paul by the millions. Eggs never hatched. It was completely a dumpster fire from the beginning and it still doesn't work to this day. It started in 2021. <laughs> um, Apparently, all of his partners basically stole money and left because they did the thing of like they invested all like good chunks of money into the coin aspect of it and they were going to cash out, make big. Problem was, Logan Paul got in with the um, Crypto King is his nickname. Apparently, he's like this Pokemon superstar guy who you need Pokemon cards, he can get it for you. Mm-hmm. And he's he's the one who sold Logan Paul the fake box or the fake case of cards. <laughs> this is a while back. So he goes into business with him and like two other people. And um, apparently they fucking scammed Logan Paul before Logan Paul can scam everybody else. And they took their money and fucking ran. And left Logan Paul holding the fucking bag. And so, CoffeeZilla did the expose on it. Logan Paul came out with a fucking, I'm going to sue you for defamation of character. And he, literally, he's trying to save his brand. Mm-hmm. Doesn't once mention how he's sorry to all the investors, the people that spent. One person spent like almost... uh. $50,000. Another person spent like over $100,000 on this. And um, 
didn't mention like refunds or fixing the game. It was more about saving his brand, saving face. That didn't work. He got fucking shit on by everybody. He took down that. He um, supposedly he offered Coffeezilla to come on his podcast, and they're gonna talk it out. But Coffeezilla was smart enough to know it's like the second I so show up, you're gonna fucking serve me papers <laughs> to bring me to court, and it's not a neutral ground and all this all this stuff. And I'm not gonna give you views on your fucking thing. Yeah, why would I? Why would I let you make money off of me? Yeah. Just if you're going to sue me, sue me. Go ahead. You know, like, here I am. Serve mm-hmm. me. So he basically, he was trying to bully Coffeezilla because he has way more money than he does. And so he did his podcast trying to explain stuff. And his co-host is supposed to play like devil's advocate type person. Like, oh, I'm going to be the um, mm-hmm. basically what everybody wants to know on. I'm going to be on different side. But it seemed like he was just throwing softball fucking questions at him. And there was a third guy who was straight up telling him, it's like, yeah, you fucking scam people. What are you going to do about him? Blah, blah, blah. And his co-host would quickly cut him off and try to talk about how trying to weave it back into how Logan's the victim. He's the one who got scammed by his business partners in this. And he was like, Logan, we were all in Miami, uh, Hawaii. You remember this? Logan found out all this happened, and he was in tears. He was crying his eyes out because of what happened, and he felt so bad. Blah blah. Not once mentioned. I'm gonna refund the money. Yeah, like I'm. I'm gonna turn the I'm game gonna t- off. I'm <laughs> yeah. Gonna- so apparently, he's gonna fix it. Twenty twenty three. Because he he did one video talking to CoffeeZilla, that got taken down. He put up a tweet, that got taken down. He did the podcast thing, that got taken down because just everybody's just fucking shitting on him because like no matter what he does, he's just digging himself deeper and deeper because he doesn't care. No, he just wants the money, which the... Like, if you didn't believe that, remember when we were in Hawaii and he broke down? Like, yeah, at that moment, he should have went and said, turn it off. We've all been scammed. Just turn mm-hmm. it off. So, but again, this is the person who went to the suicide forest, yeah, looking for a dead body, and then gave a shitty ass apology, thereby fucking us all over because the channel lost monetization. Because, because of that. So there's a guy I started watching who reacts to. He's he's in a bit of a fucking. There's a okay something he's a warcraft he's like a huge warcraft guy and now he's in this like he started a group with his friends and um apparently the main guy in the group is a total fucking asshole who apparently raped all these women and now he's trying to distance himself from that but he reacts to all this stuff drama and he basically pointed it out like yeah He's been a piece of shit since the suicide. Like he before got, that, like he was a, he made money doing stupid shit. Watch the video of him in Japan on how much of a fucking asshole he is. He's throwing Pokemon cards at fucking Japanese people. Yeah, he's a oh yeah. He's and um, and the dude said he got away with that. Oh yeah, and fucking YouTube fucked the entire platform over. Yeah, and because s- of him, he got rid of that. 
he's gonna get he's gonna get away with this. All he's doing is trying to stall, stall, stall until this all blows over. Yeah. So Logan Paul ended like he did his thing, and then um, supposedly the game is gonna be fixed by twenty twenty three by or twenty twenty four. It's a fucking mobile game. It shouldn't take that long, bro. So somebody <laughs> this week basically fixed his game. Like he did his own version of this mm-hmm. and basically did it in one day and made it better. And it's like, yeah, I did this by myself and it's fixed. Um, The cards, the animals that you hatch are not like, because he was talking about, oh, they spent like hundreds, millions of dollars not hundreds of millions, but like millions of dollars on like original artwork for these cards and stuff of these animals. But when you look at the animals, like some of them that did hatch, it's just fucking stock footage or stock photos of that. You could just get off of what Getty images yeah, Getty and stuff. And so, yeah. So just to put the fucking cherry on top of the shit sandwich or the shit Sunday. Logan Paul had a pig. And supposedly it was supposed to be a mini pig and influence would do this. They'll buy fucking small animals. They bring them one thing, trying to make them all cute and stuff like, oh, look, blah, 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 mm-hmm. trying to get more and more. I learned, I was learning the dark side of being an influencer uh, the past couple <clears> of weeks. And so he moved to Puerto Rico something like that and he couldn't take the pig with him so he donated the pig to some farm two days ago Gentle Barn is a non funded charity thing where they go save animals Mm -hmm. they saved Logan Paul's pig off of this farm that was literally near death it had like some horrible infection it's ears was all fucked up and all this old stuff. <laughs> it was just the timing of this of like Logan Paul abandoned his pig. Like they found his pig next to a dead pig on this shit farm that apparently was supposed to be taking care of the pig. And then, um, so he had to come out and fucking cause everybody's slamming on, on him about that. And he had to come out and defend himself against that. And how I was like, how grateful he is to gentle bond for rescuing his fucking pet pig that, but apparently it's like he gave the pig to a farm to take care of that farm was going out of business. So they gave it to the farmer across the street from them. And basically I guess that farmer was a piece of shit and didn't give it to Didn't give it to Yeah. Again, this is a still all like Logan Paul is a piece. Of, it always has been a piece of shit. Uh, huh. I mean, this comes back to all the other shit. Like, people are wanting him at fucking WrestleMania again. Like, he is a piece of shit. Him and his brother are going to be fighting the fucking Usos for the goddamn tag championships. That's the direction as of right now. Pieces of shit that fucking other rich... Because, again, they know fucking people don't pay attention to what actually goes on. Mm -hmm. So, they're like, oh, we'll just make money off of their appearance because nobody that's fucking watching this is actually online fucking looking going, oh, wait, these two are pieces of shit. Perfect. The John Cena on SmackDown, that last SmackDown of the year, um, advertised a shit out of it. John Cena's return to WWE. He was 
on the apron the whole match of the tag match. He got tagged in for less than a minute. Match is over. He's done. He gives a promo afterwards once the cameras are off, and that's it. And then, like, who who sat there and got him ready to go out to the ring and left that bald spot on a dress? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, brah. When he turns, when he does his little fucking throw his arms up and tosses the hat into the crowd, shit, uh, he entrance. He the hat on. My God. Like, it looked bad. I'm like, who's, who, who, who didn't have the balls to tell him, this looks bad? It's like you starting to get like Sean. Like, it's like no matter how long you keep it, we know what's going on. What if it's not even that? Because they didn't even like pull it back. It was just like it was up. Mm. Like they didn't have it swept back. Like, bro, I have a bald spot. You know what I do? This shit gets swept back or it gets pulled forward and I'm tall enough. Most people don't see it unless I'm sitting down. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm waiting for the response from CoffeeZilla's which is apparently coming out soon. So I mean, he, all he's got to do is like, bro, if you take me to court for defamation, you have to prove what I said is not right. It's not, it is wrong. It's not true. Like the burden of proof is on you to refute these fucking allegations. Not me. Yeah, I can. went down a long rabbit hole. Like I was watching how people live like as influencers, like these young kids and how desperate they are to well, I saw, I keep saw a lawsuit. I don't know who this person is. Like, again, because I'm not a fucking prepubescent teenage child. Some fucking I guess, TikTok. I don't know. But she's now getting sued by everybody else that's ever that's been in her video. So she created this crew. And they would do challenges and stunts and pranks on one another. Like, the mm-hmm. fucking quintessential, like... Typical YouTubers. Typical, yeah. Uh, Twitch people, And yeah. she and her mother kept all the money. Of course. None of the other people in the videos have ever been compensated. So, basically, now they're all the other parents are going, wait a minute. That money needs to be split up because without everybody else, you don't have content. Like, it's all like... People think it's, and it just takes somebody willing to go, no, to ruin something. Like, I have dealt with it enough. I had a, years ago, I had a different channel. We were getting up, we we, we were small, but we were doing fucking local fucking shit. We were doing, uh, what is that fucking store? It was on the North Shore. It was like records and books and movies. Fuck. Oh, fucking, um. Second and Charles. Yes. We were doing stuff with Second and Charles. I would go out there. We've the whole fucking videos, the fucking Street Fighter Street contest. Because yeah. fucking Tim's in it. Um, he's probably just gonna leave it at the yeah, he just left it at the door. All right. Um and I'm like, motherfuckers, I'm doing all the work. Fast forward, you fast same, forward same thing happened again. <laughs> well, no, it's just like I'm doing all the fucking work. Mm-hmm. So we all split. We go like we had a big explosion, and then what happened? They stopped doing like. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I was doing all the work, but it, it comes down to that. Like you have to like when you do group shit, like you have to acknowledge like. You like a prank channel can't be a prank channel without other people. Like this broad's gonna lose a shit ton of money. And it's also, 
it is so easy to get sued. Oh yeah. Nowadays, to where you do a prank on somebody, they can turn around and fucking sue you. It's on camera. Yeah. Like there's a kid. Like I'm not. I I didn't fucking like. I'm not a part of this. Like you just yeah. fucking did some stupid shit out of the fucking blue. Some kid rose to fame on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, just being a fucking asshole in public in Baltimore. Like, going to a fucking Starbucks or random people on the street, just being fucking that complete asshole to them. And it's like, because everybody goes back and looks at, like, Jackass and, and fucking, like, Tom Green, all these, even Eric Andre, and, like, it's hard to, what was that movie? There's an Eric Andre movie. It was pretty funny. Like, Eric Andre, like, his stand-up's really funny. I'm not I'm not a fan of, like, prank shit. But when there's a whole fucking camera crew around, you know something's going on. Mm-hmm. And clearly whoever's actually in the movie has signed. I'm like, okay. Yeah, anything in those movies, you have to get... Yeah, the, the you people have to get in them permission. have to sign off on them. Yeah. It's not like these motherfuckers go run around and do shit and then they post it on TikTok and the people they're doing it to, they're not agreeing to it. They're not signing something. That's like, um, Teresa uh, said there was a fucking Facebook group for St. Bernard and somebody was complaining that they moved a trailer in somewhere in Carrollton Park. No, they moved them right around the corner from my house. Oh, it's I, on that side? I seen it yesterday when it's I went home. on that side? Okay. Yeah. So I thought it was on mother's side, but it's on your side. Okay. Yeah. And there's like this Facebook group that's fucking shitting on these people. And I'm like, bruh, they're like... Y'all do realize y'all are just laying all this out here. This person has every right to fucking go back and, and Teresa's like, well, what are they like? I mean, she's a fucking lawyer. She's like, what would they sue him for? I'm like, it's harassment. Like, that's the shit that needs to happen. Like, this is an online open forum. Like, this person's being harassed and, you know, talked about. Like, there needs to be repercussions. Like, you should not, like, freedom. Like, no, you don't have a right to fucking just shit talk people openly. Technically, there was a rule... If you bought a lot, if it's if it's the person who who owns the house bought the lot next to them, you can't put a trailer on it. No, you have you can't to build have two utilities. That was the only of the other thing. Oh, because I was told you can't, you can't put a trailer have on it. Separate utilities. It has to be one utility because it's not a trailer and a prefab. It's the, like the the house, the lady on the corner across from us. That's basically what it was. It was a trailer. Is a prefab house. Is basically all it is. It just looks weird because it's a big ass fucking trailer on a small ass lot. <laughs> Again, houses are fucking ridiculous right now, and you like that's what and all these people like you're bringing my property value down. I'm like, brah, be happy because you're gonna be you're getting raped on fucking property tax right now because y'all voted to give the fucking Saint Bernard Sheriff's Department even more fucking money. Yeah, that was the first thought I thought of. It's like motherfucker. Like, they already get half of the property tax. You voted to give them mm. more. Um, it's pretty high up, too. Like, the tire, like, I don't know if they're going to put it on cement, like, take it off the trailer. And then again, like, uh, some people were like, you don't know if they, they might have moved that there for somebody who lost their house in a tornado to fucking live in. Yeah. Like, there's any number of reasons that that has gotten put there. And one of them is complaining about it is somebody both me and Teresa know. And I'm like, hey, he's a piece of shit. He ran for fucking council out here at one point. They, um, you know that street heading into the parish next to the, um, 
Celebration Church, and then there's the uh, T-Mobile yeah. or the Verizon, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's that street. It's at that corner. Oh, okay. Well, damn, it's like right there then. Yeah, it's literally... You go to the end of the street, that house at the end of my street. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, no, it's behind them. You bring in our property, like the houses around it ain't that fucking special and the fucking new construction sitting empty. I'd rather somebody living in a fucking trailer on a lot than a fucking empty ass house mm. that, you know, people can go fucking break into in the middle of the fucking night and do whatever in. I mean, I'm not planning on selling anytime soon, but if it drops my property value, so I don't have to pay like $400 a, a, yeah, no, a year. Yeah, no, my property taxes ain't going to be as high. Thanks. <laughs> like, what the, like you got, yeah, especially you, you got this fucking house they trying to sell for a half a million fucking dollars next to you. Yeah. Yeah. This asshole's driving my property value up because he thinks he can get half a million dollars for this gaudy ass house. It's a modern house. Like, Read the... Oh, it's hilarious, the fucking Zilla. way the neighborhoods look now. Mm. Like, you've got all these old houses that all kind of look like they belong together, and then now you just have, like, these stupid, white, big, gaudy fucking houses popping up all over in the neighborhoods. It's like the street by by your house, that, of all those fucking... Oh, yeah, on Alexander, with all yeah. the fucking houses, like, mm-hmm. the two big, stupid houses that were right behind us. Mother's house has that... Has that brand new giant, one getting built it, next to it. A three-story fucking house. Yeah, that's like the uh, the house right around the corner from us. That one they it was gray, and then they painted it white when they tried to they started selling it. It went over five hundred thousand dollars for it. I'm like, no. Well, that's like, uh, but that's exactly why all these contractors are telling me, oh, you know, we can't build your house for anything less than five hundred. Yeah, bro, that would means I I would have to sell my house for over five hundred. Like, no, the house I'm trying to build ain't that big. Once, like I told, I told her though, I said, what they're doing is they're looking at 3,600 square feet of concrete because the porch in the back, the porch in the front, uh, in the plans are above a slab. And then the, you know, the garage has like four foot thick concrete flooring. But it's like, no, it's like a 2,500 square foot house. It's not a 3,600 square foot house. They, uh, do you want to do some news first before we get into the big thing? What we've both seen? All right. A couple good trailers came out. Ant-Man and... What, an Ant-Man trailer looks so awesome. I... Fucking Jonathan Majors looks like a fucking beast. Fucking MODOK. Is being played by the guy who was Wait, well, Yellow Jacket. At the end of the fucking first one, he got shrunk down into the fucking quantum, quantum realm. realm. Yeah. So clearly something fucking happened to him. I had no idea he was playing MODOK. <laughs> but my only concern is this. The story. Basically, what I'm getting from that last trailer from Monday mm-hmm. um, is that he's making a deal with um, Khan, Kang, sorry, to 
go back in time. Basically get the five, get the, the, the five. Blip, yeah. Get the, yeah. the years and all that back with maybe even more. Maybe he's like, can I go back and also live the my prison life without going to prison? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he makes a deal with the devil. Yeah. And, and this, the devil fucking turns on him. Yeah, of course. Cause Scott Lane doesn't listen. And so, um, other than that, dude, it's just like, Doctor Strange, this movie has so much fucking potential on where it could go. Because apparently, this movie sets up everything. This the is, next couple years. Yeah, this sets up everything for like the whole. Like this sets up everything through like Secret Wars. Like this is the first. Yeah, this is the the first domino. This is this is the payoff of Phase Four and like the setup for fucking all the way through Secret Wars. And again, fucking Jonathan Majors just looks fucking. Awesome. I can't wait to watch Creed 3. Oh, dude, he's fucking... He's got fucking a- massive. And he's massive in his because, like, at some point in the trailer, he's fighting Scott and his armor on his arm is missing. Well, he's... um, And he's he's still got that fucking... They were filming both at Creed same- fucking mass on his arm. I don't know if he filmed Creed first or at the same time, but, yeah, it's... Hey, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors is, you know, literally rocking into Ant-Man and the Wasp with a superhero body. I forgot he was in... Um, I want to see Devotion. I forgot he was in Lovecraft Country. Yep. Before HBO. Screen Crush loves using whatever scene that is from that. Like, it looks like he's as future Nathaniel Richards. Because uh, that thing with the... It looks like he's flipping through multiverse yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So whenever they talk about 34th century Nathaniel Richards, that's what they throw up. Um, He's just a really good... I mean, he is. He's just a really good actor. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait for Creed 3. I can't wait for this. And this, we don't have to wait long for. It's like the big... like February 14th. Yeah, it's like second weekend of fucking February. Yep. That's what Black Panther was supposed to be. No, Black Panther was... Supposed to be Black Panther was supposed to be like a year ago. Yeah, February last year. year. I forgot. No, what was supposed to be this? Something major was supposed to be this date. I don't know, but I mean, I knew A Man was supposed to be last year, technically last year. Um, I think that was supposed to be the end of last year, and then sets up for something else in February, which sets up into yeah, I don't know, because nothing else is nothing else is done. Like this is it. Like, yeah, because I, I want to say, like, this is the last one done. So I'd have to look at the release schedule for this year to see what the next one is. Uh, the other trailer that came out that had a lot of people talking, um, Evil Dead Rise, speaking of Sam Raimi, um, finally got released. A movie I think they announced, like, it was supposed to come out, like, September of last year, but I don't know... And then it just kind of dropped off the face of the planet. And then they they gave a teaser trailer for the teaser trailer type of bullshit last week. And they finally released a trailer. And unfortunately, it reminds me so much of the remake that I didn't like. Oh, Guardians is amazing. So that's the other one that's done. Oh, yeah, we had the Guardians holiday special. But Which yeah. I thought was pretty good. I think we talked about it. Yeah, it was pretty good though. Um, I'm almost certain now Drax is dying because Batista already came out and said like he's done. I mean, I do kind of agree with him. I wouldn't want my entire because he, like he said, he's not trying to be. It's the he gem- didn't want to be an action star. 
it's the Jennifer Lawrence um, effect, like when she played Mystique. It's like, yeah, as more movies come out, I don't want to do this fucking makeup anymore. <laughs> Cause well, I mean, yeah, and, that, and notice he's in like they they're all in like the Ravager uniforms now. Yeah, so in this one, so he doesn't have body. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I get it. He's done movies that, like, The Rock and Cena. He's got that M Night Shyamalan coming out this week, coming out Friday. Yeah, he's all he's he, the role, the roles that he has has done have not been typical action. Ryan Johnson said he's the best wrestler turned actor. Because he has more range. Than I mean, he does. He does. Like, I, I love like just that bit part he had in Blade, Blade Runner, Runner was really good. Even that short that was about his character. Yeah, that led into that scene. Mm-hmm. His one scene in Blade Runner. Um, and he wasn't bad in Army of the Dead. Like that was just a bad movie. Yeah, but he. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's him. Like it was just that's a it was a bad movie that Zack Snyder tried to be very deep with that did not come across the way it should have. Yeah, when I was um this weekend I was at the fan expo convention in New Orleans and Sam Raimi was there and I went to go talk to Author Siren, Siren, I forgot, I can't pronounce his name. The guy who does all the zombie artwork Mm. for Marvel. He did Marvel Zombies. He did all the artwork for that. And DC did their own version. Art Simon? Art Simon. Yeah, but it's S-U-Y-U-M. Oh. It's it's a different way. It's not Simon, but it's... Mm. Anyway, so I was talking to him and he's like you should go over and talk to Sam about making a, a Marvel Zombies movie and start that, like, franchise. And how Put much, that bug in his ear. Yeah, because be, he's the perfect guy to do it. And then um, after watching Evil Dead Rise, I'm like, it's not that campy, Evil Dead, dark humor, um style of movie this is more of the remake that they did in 2013 i think it was where it's just violence 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 and more violence and shit tons of blood and it's just no doesn't have none of the humor like the evil dead movies have or anything like they went like legit legit fucking horror, horror. And they just had gross-out scenes just to have gross-out scenes, just so they can do it, graphic scenes. And I'm I'm thinking this is along the same vein as that. So I'm looking at the release schedule. There is no movie listed past summer. For Marvel? For Marvel. It's all TV. So this list has What If, Early 2023... Ant-Man and the Wasp, February 17th. Secret Invasion, 2023. Guardians, Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. What if ain't happening in early 2023? They would have... It would be... I mean, early 2023 could be fucking March. Because that's first quarter. Yeah, they would have sent... They at least would have had a trailer for it by now. I don't know. They usually tend to keep their trailers pretty... Mm. 
granted, I don't know, like, Ant-Man's had three, but I think that's basically because they had to remind people, oh, yeah, by the way, because fucking Spider-Man didn't have one until what? No, Doctor Strange had, was it Doctor Strange or fucking Thor? Like, it took a while. Yeah, like, all, like Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Thor, like, they waited up until, was, like, a month or two before. I think it was Doctor Strange. Like, it took a while for it to get a trailer. Uh, bu- 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 so, Guardians of May 5th. Echo says summer 2023. And I know that's filming. Loki season two is filming. Yeah. That says 2023 summer. The Marvels is set for July 28th, 2023. Iron, actually, Ironheart's done. That says fall 2023. X-Men 97's fall 2023. And then Agatha Coven of Chaos is 2023. Winter 2023, 2024. I so, thought Armor Wars is this year. Armor Wars got turned into a movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposedly... Uh, so now... Which has not started filming yet. So... I know Agatha's already filming. Ironheart has filmed and been finished. Uh, Marvels, they got to f- figure out what they're going to do with the dad. Well, no, that. I mean, the Marvels is like, he's the dad. The, the dad doesn't need to be in it. Or if he is, it's, he's not going to be in it much. Because she wouldn't show up. He wouldn't show up until probably the end when she comes back. Because it ended with her getting sucked into space. Yeah. So... There's no reason for to have the family in there and let until like the end. Uh, Loki has been filming. Echo, like yeah, so like the only thing really that's done, like Guardians is done, like all these have been fi- have been filmed and done or are filming currently. I think Charlie Cox is in Echo. Yes, like every like that's basically going to be a follow up to, like it's Hawkeye, Echo. Daredevil, Deadpool. I think they're still trying to do the script. Like they, I think I mean, Deadpool's not Hugh Jackman scheduled until like November of twenty twenty four. So they're gonna they're gonna have to start filming relatively soon. Like Hugh Jackman came out and said like they're still trying to figure out a, a the perfect way to explain all this stuff. And some of the rumors that's coming out of like who's gonna be in this film is hilarious. I mean, because it, again, it's like Multiverse of Madness. Anyone can be in this movie. Same thing with Secret Wars when that comes out. Yeah, Secret Wars could be anybody. Like, yeah. Secret Wars is the one where you really go, if we're going to get anybody to come back, this is the one we do it in. We do it with Kevin. We, we get Chris Evans to come back, but not, like, I have him play Hydra Cap. Like, really just fucking flip that shit on its ass. Like, everybody's going to be like, thinking he's coming back as Captain America and it's no, it's going to be fucking Hydra Cap and Sam's got to fucking fight. They, uh, you can also have him play old man fucking Rogers, but have the younger version of him playing Hydra Cap. Earth X fucking Rogers. Yep, you could do, or like you could have him, you could do cameos of all of them like in just like flashes. Technically. Which was great, like the, the DC TV show, on the CW when they did Infinity, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. You had just the fucking the clips of different Earths and you didn't have anybody from Burton's Batman but the reporter. Oh, fucking Aulis, dude? Yeah. Uh, fuck like, Robert. you didn't have, there was nobody else showed up like, like, he's sitting there reading the paper and, like, the fucking bat signals in the fucking sky and it was, like, Earth 89 or whatever and then the fucking, the wave comes through and takes the Earth. Like, that's how they did that when you had the fucking a flash to the birds of prey universe the old tv show <clears throat> and they had the original girl come back and she's running across the roof and then she looks up and the fucking wave comes through and takes it out 
You could do that in Secret Wars where all these other universes are just getting fucking destroyed. They and uh, have like Chris Evans playing fucking Earth X Cap and zombie fucking Cap. If Bruce Willis never had his mental his mental um disease. oh yeah he'd be a he'd be a perfect fucking old man Earth Cap. X because oh, I yeah. think. I think that's who fucking really Alex Ross. Alex Ross looked at and was like, yeah, based that on. Just have him shirtless with a fucking American flag wrapped around his waist. Mm-hmm. And his... Um, and then all the people like Robert Downey Jr. I think is officially coming back from Armored Wars. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if it's a movie, I I don't think I think that's probably why they they moved it into a movie. To get him to come back. Because you have to have... Even if it's like old foot... Like... It's not him alive again. It's him either as an AI or... Flashbacks. Like flashbacks. Like you need Tony in that show. Um, Don- and it's not going to be like... I could see them holding that out until like... The end. Like that's not going to be like a... Although it's a movie. So you could probably sprinkle it through. Don Cheadle did an interview where he said um, he was at a birthday party. Oh, yeah, he was at his kid's birthday party and they gave him two hours to sign a contract. Yeah, it's like, you got two hours to fucking... to let us know. To agree to six fucking pictures. Yeah, fuck, more than that. I guess the no, extension... The original, the original deal was, like, for six movies. I, I already, like, the original deal was for six. Oh, was it? Like, six appearances. Um. So, yeah, you had... um the complete opposite DC world. It looks like they're going to hitch their wagon to Ezra Miller. I don't know. Like that just sounds weird to me that he's gonna, you know, do that. All right. So, and then lastly, let's just talk about what we've both seen. Um, and get back into the touch back onto, you know, it's been seven years since we've been doing this. We started off with a Star Wars show, and for the first few years, every December, yeah. we did a Star Wars show. A best of, worst of, and, and then, Star Wars. Yeah, and then the Star Wars stopped making stuff <laughs> for a while. There were no movies. Yeah, well, well, when you tank the fucking franchise with three of the worst movies ever. Movies. Yeah. Uh, but this year we got uh, a couple of series. Uh, we had Obi-Wan... Uh, what Mandalorian was the beginning of the year. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Book of Bo- no, no. So was it? Was it Mandal? Did we get Mandalorian in the beginning of the year? Or was it just Boba Fett? I think it might have just been Boba Fett. In the I beginning think it was just year. Boba Fett. Boba because Fett, you had those two ep- like the only two episodes were basically like Mandalorian episodes. Yeah. So it was Boba Fett, Obi Wan, and then Andor, and basically Andor is the best thing to come out of Disney Plus. Star Wars, like I said earlier, Bad Batch is like number two, Andor's number one. Because I, I was talking to my nephew about this, about when I was talking about Andor. Only since Disney bought it, only two th- good things came out of the fucking, the buyout. And that's Rogue One and Andor. I mean, I can't even say because I mean, well, Rogue One they had to, they redid stuff for Rogue One to get to what it was. Yeah, because it was a it was way darker than originally. Yeah, and but yeah, Rogue One was really good. I I can't say like I like everything. They, I'm like, 
Unlike people, I like Book of Boba Fett. I like Mandalorian. I like Obi Wan. No. Oh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Like that I don't understand. Like, again, I still don't understand what people wanted in Obi Wan. Like I, I don't understand what they wanted. I don't think the people complain and know what they wanted. Because if you ask somebody who complained about that show being shit, horrible, I'm like, all right, then what did you want? Like that's my issue with people when they call themselves critics, like the angry Joes of the world who claim to be critics and get early access to things and shit all over them. Like you're shitting all over, but you're not offering an actual critique. You're not saying this doesn't work, but it could have been this. Like, I I don't understand what, what, <clears throat> I don't understand, like, okay, the editing structure of Book of Boba Fett probably could have been done better. Yes. Like, that's... Considering the two highest episodes was Boba Fett wasn't even in them. Well, I mean, I, that's, that's the people going, oh, I just wanted more Mandalorian. Again people like that's not Boba Fett I'm like dude he was in a stomach of a thing for we don't know how long and then he gets taken in by these sand people he clearly changed he was not the same person he was that he went in when he went in okay so the character changed it's called progression and character growth (laughs) and you got none of that in Obi-Wan you can't tell me that fucking female Sith Lord. No, she Sith. just she wanted revenge the whole time. That was it. And then but again, how, that's how quickly one little fucking speech by Obi Wan. All right, I'm done. I don't want to. I don't want revenge anymore. I want to be good. What up, dude? That that's classic Star Wars, though. Yeah, and that's why classic Star Wars fucking sucks. You need Empire. Like you go back. Empire is like the only good fucking Star Wars. The first Star Wars is good. Empire's great. Return of the Jedi was just a fucking cash-in for Lucas. Does the sequels. Only good thing about this, the pre I'm sorry, the prequels. The only thing good thing about that was Darth Maul and fucking Duel of the Fates. You completely killed fucking Hayden Christensen's love for acting because he got shitted on. And Jake Lloyd also. Well, I mean, that comes down to there is a difference between letting someone who wrote the world then put the world, adapt the world. He wrote those movies and directed those movies. Yeah. He didn't have anyone telling him we need to do this differently. Yeah. I think a lot of the stink of those movies, too, would go would have not been there if it wouldn't have been all fucking green screen. How horrible fucking writing it's just horrible writing but it it comes because I mean if you watch if you watch Clone Wars it's still a lot of the same themes and the same it's this clearly it's the same story that goes from episode 2 to 3 it's it's just somebody who writes better it's the classic example of DC all their live action shit fucking sucks well, the animated stuff can but the animated be great, stuff's great because it can follow closer. To, it follows closer to the source material. But you look at who's taken over. Uh, the animated guy took over the live action stuff, especially well, the, mainly the TV stuff, mm-hmm. and it's been a hit. And, like 
he's done a way better job than what DC did with it, it, giving it all, the I race. mean, it really, it just, I, I think, well, I mean, it's like me when I've ever tried to do shorts and stuff on stuff I've written. It's like, I can even see it myself. I'm like, no, this, this doesn't work. I just tried to do like, you need someone there to tell you, all right, the story's great. We just need to, it needs to come across differently. It's also the fact of Darth Vader just dropped all these fucking rocks and buried Obi-Wan alive. All right, he's dead. I'm just going to leave. The, the, it's not like I can't feel the force still there, that he's still alive. You want to fucking murder him for what he did to you. I mean, if that's the case, then we didn't like we didn't need any of this because he should have just snapped his neck the minute he saw him. Yeah. I mean, we have to have stories. We have to have... She was running down a fights. hallway. And somehow she got in front of the fucking resistance. Uh, that just comes down to like... <laughs> that, no, that comes down to... It's a straight shot. How the fuck did she get in front of him? <laughs> They've never, they didn't say it was a straight shot. It's it, a tunnel it, system. It portrayed it as a straight shot. Again, that comes down... That's not the right... That's the edit that doesn't work. That's what that is. Like, I'm trying to think of what else was shit about that fucking show. Like, again, that's too nit. That, that's that's not the show. That's nitpicky editing stuff. No, it's just Obi Wan was just bad because of the fucking characters they built. And plus, it's the simple fact of. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's the it's you you complain about Reva, right? She changed the second sister in Fallen Order change when she realizes that she was wrong right before Vader kills her. Yeah, but um Ginger Jedi doesn't give like some heartfelt speech to her and then she fucking Oh, I'm done. I don't want to be I mean a- he, the, the, here's the difference. The character Reva was in the temple would have known all these people. Like there's there's a definitely a difference in the background between Reva in the second well even the second sister if she'd have got a speech from Obi-Wan because she don't remember who he was. Why not just leave her fucking angry and wants to murder, get his revenge on the fucking Jedi for what they did to her? Why you have to fucking make her a sympathetic character like that and have a, like an, a fucking redemption arc? I mean, that comes down to that. Come that comes down to. I won't say bad writing, but a bad choice. Like you could have done it, because the whole point is you're supposed to. With the way Lucas did it, all these other writers who wanted to write Star Wars stories are confined to when Yoda says, when I die, you'll be the last. So clearly there's other Force users, but the last Jedi. So you're the last Jedi being trained. You can't leave Reva at some point has to die because she was trained as a Jedi. She was a young, she was a paddle, like she was a paddle on, um, Cal Kestis has to die at some point. He was a fucking paddle. Like, there are other Jedi out there. But that's the problem. They all get stuck in these stories of having a fucking... Oh, well, George fucking said there's nobody left. Um, Why didn't they show up later on then when they were fucking fighting the Empire? Oh, I guess nobody's fucking around. And we didn't establish other Force-sensitive people at the time. When there should always be for it's like mutants saying all the mutants are dead just because you don't all the mutants you know about are dead. Like people are gonna be more mutants every day. 
force sensitive kids are going to be born every day. That was my biggest issue with the fucking pre the sequels. Something had to happen for the force to reawaken. Like no kids in this universe, kids should have been being born force sensitive all the time. They're like Highlanders. Yeah. Like high, especially Highlanders were born all the time. Mm-hmm. They just had to die. Basically, no, technically Highlanders needed to be murdered or yes. die on the battlefield in order for it to kick in. They couldn't just die of old age and then wake back up. If they died of old age, then they would just die. Um, But that's that was my issue with the sequels. Like, no, there should be tons of fucking people running around. And then they contradicted themselves when they did it because the fucking kid clearly is force sensitive when he pulls the broom. That didn't just happen. See, so those are the, like, those are the, con- the, the, I think the constrictions and the confines that they've had to write some of this stuff in. Which is why when Rogue One was made, we said, we, nobody came out and said, oh, Chiru's fucking force sensitive. I'm like, the fuck he ain't. <laughs> so, my thoughts on Andor is this. It's good. But I didn't see the show that everybody reacted to, like how over the t- like how on Twitter. The only thing I knew about this show was like what people said on Twitter. Like I just got. I mean, you really can't it. go by like people. Just like people. People will say things just to get attention. No, it's one of those oh shit moments. You have to see this episode type things. Especially um, one way out, and the episode before that, the prison break. That's all I know about. Was like well, that prison once break. I, the prison break episode is fucking amazing. Once I get to the prison, like apparently Andy Circus says these five fucking words or whatever, and it's supposed to be like. Oh, well, I mean that's equal to Luke. Um, no, he does. I'm that, your the speech he does give over the fucking intercom is pretty great. Yeah, but it's the episode before that. Like, everybody was like, what is your one big moment in TV from 2023? I mean, 2022. And a lot of fucking people put that. That's, again, that's when I will call out anyone who's like, you're not a critic. You're you're not, you're just, it's, that's where, like, hype does not exist. Okay. Yeah, that's... This is people creating something that did not exist. That's what I'm trying to get at. The show that I watched wasn't lived up to the hype that everybody made it out to be that I I read on Twitter. Because I purposely went out not to spoil a show. Like, I did not read spoilers. I didn't watch um, episode reviews and Easter egg stuff. And, um, so my review of it is, it's a good show. It's the classic prequel crutch where I know this guy survived. So every time you put him in peril, I know somehow he gets out of this. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that's like, I, I think when you, when, when, with something like that, you have to go, all right, so how it's more about how not that he does. Whereas the normal movies were like, is he going to live? Like, no, this is like, how does he get out of it? Um, it literally is two different 
shows in one season. I mean, it's four. It's basically four separate movies. Well, I'm talking about episodes. I'm talking about Andor's story arc, not Mon Mothra and Skarsgård. What they're doing, like, it's him. It's first half of the season. uh, Bank heist movie. We had the first, those first three episodes. Is, yeah. Well, no, the first three episodes is his origin, and then the second three are the bank heist. And then the main, the one huge problem I had with the show is the way he got arrested. Is the lamest fucking. It's like you couldn't think of something better for him to get arrested for. But I think uh, you, I think the the whole point of that is is like the empire's just fucking cracking. Like yeah, but that's to, like in everything. Like the empire's cracking down on just any little thing. Any little thing. Yeah. And so people translated what the fucking the slide the credit card slide thing said he didn't even get booked for like he didn't even get booked for, booked for what they said he was getting booked for he got booked for something way worse so they weren't even they didn't care they were just sending people away because they needed forced labor the best thing about this show that I loved that I hope they spin off and do its own show is the emperor, empire, imperial chick. intelligence. Yeah, inter- intelligence chick, and the maximum security guy, and the fucking sexual tension between them two. I think. I mean, it, it, that's creepy as hell. Like he is just infatuated, when, and when he stalks her, <laughs> and she fucking goes to leave, and she grabs, he grabs her arm, and she's like, oh, like you can tell she was like kind of liking it. And then, but she has to play. Hey, that's play just, a card. To me, I mean, like, with the, how that should play out is like he's a fanatic. And when he saves her at the end, <laughs> like he, like it should be played off. He's a fucking fanatic. He's all in. You know they're banging in that fucking whatever the fucking port store. store that they got, um, that they hid in. Because Jesus Christ, like you can tell she was like. I don't know. Like, I think they ought to play that up. Like, so he's a creepy fanatic, which eventually turns her away from the Empire. Yeah. So other than that, it's, it's a good show. I'm, I'm glad we didn't get K2. We got a, a fucking... You got the evil K2. Yeah. Like, I, I was, that was one I was hoping, like, don't fucking just give us K2 right off the bat. The fucking yeah. droid is awesome in that show. I thought, why does every fucking new Star Wars property have to have a fucking cute little droid? Because it's the... But again, when it works, it works. Like, it worked in this. I felt sorry for that fucking droid. Because I think the whole point the is... The droid got fucking Alzheimer's. Because, I mean, he's old. Like, yeah. But it's... I, 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 I feel like... The biggest thing that they do with the droids in the C-3PO and R2-D2 is like over 30 years old, 40 years old. And, yeah, but and they weren't going through the shit. Like, he was clearly... There's doing, no telling how old he technically is. Like, he's... Like, they had him when they found Cassian. Yeah. So, but again, it's one of those like, Solo did it, which we never, like I really wish we would bring that back up again in a movie. I don't remember. Solo, the droid that gets put into the Millennium Falcon. So technically the Millennium Falcon has a fucking AI in it. Oh, fucking, oh God, um, House of Thrones. Yeah, uh, fucking Bernie. House of Dra- uh, yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Bernie's fucking droid character in that. Yeah. Like, no wonder the fucking Falcon can do all this crazy shit. It has a fucking AI in it. I think the best of the properties show that the droids, which we never really get 
deep into. Like Clone Wars did a couple of episodes about it, where the droids are sentient fucking entities. Well, it's the IG eighty eight. Like he before he died, um, he downloaded his, um, I guess personality or whatever his into the imp- empire's um, database. So he's forever living yeah. in that. But what I'm saying, like, we, the, it's very, it's never touched on really in the movies, and the fucking Solo was the only one that really touched on it. But again, we don't like the the perfect opportunity to fucking call that out is like I can do this, like the the, the Falcon can do this. Even the video games have fucking droids. Got to introduce this cute little fucking droid. But again, like every like that character was like that fucking little droid was fucking like pulled. Didn't it just see like the dude kicks it over and then all hell breaks loose? Like everyone fucking loved that little robot. Like the entire town knew that little fucking robot. I think it was. How dare you fucking like that little robot has done nothing to nobody. I think it's more the speech she gave. She did, but again, when you fuck like it's framed as. Nobody fucking did anything until... All that scene needed was Kyle fucking Jenner coming up with a Pepsi and give it to one of the fucking <laughs> Empire people and they become all friends. I think that ended perfectly. Like, the fucking... Like, that dude fucking wreck shop. Yeah. Like, that was another great... Like, there was no... It was just fucking normal people. And it's, also, it's the fact of him, like, constantly, like, I just, I just want to do this job and go away but he can't. Well, it always it, leads it's, into something it's, else. It's one of the things like you, so depending on how deep in the Star Wars lore you are, it is, even though that none of these characters exhibit any force sensitivity, yada, 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 it's all of this up until the sequel. We, we don't, we don't fucking like the sequel. It's all the will of the force. That's why it's this family. That's why all these people get caught up in it. It's the force fucking mandating and, you know, it's why the prophecy actually came true. Like, the Jedi had grown too too large and were just, kind of took the force for granted at the end. And then Anakin came along and fucking, you know, they, they didn't, they were so arrogant, they didn't realize that bringing balance to the force meant they could be themselves be wiped out. Like, it, it just really depends on how deep you get into Star Wars lore. And I'm fucking... I'm deep. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in. But it, it's... So... Um, what was his name? Tim? The chick's boyfriend that fucking ratted him out. And oh, yeah, yeah, himself. whatever. It's like, how do you think that was? I mean, play that's a out? pretty. I mean, that's a pretty fucking realistic thing. Like this dude's yeah. fucking hella jealous, and he's just like, yeah, I get that part. And then like, um, it's the classic trope of like, I just helped you, but yet you're yeah. doing all this awful stuff. And then he just, I don't know what was going through his head. He just ran straight ahead into a fucking group of um security officers with blasters. I mean, look, the, the shit like that happens in real life. It's just amazing. Suicide by cop. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing how that one dude, Cyril, 
I think it was his name. If he would have just listened to his boss and took the command. Mm-hmm. If he just did what he was, none of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. Rogue One never happens. Rogue One never happens. The Death Star doesn't get destroyed. Yep. But it is, it's one of those, I mean, it's almost like a, a different version of telling the butterfly effect. This one person did one thing. Yeah. And it just fucking dominated. Which is why it can, you can go, it's the will of the force. This one thing happened. And it dominoed and snowballed until the fucking Death Star explodes. All right, let's, I guess now we'll talk about the second half, the prison. The prison episodes were so great. Like, it's very good. You can probably do a whole season of him in prison and then trying to. Oh, yeah, you can draw it out. Draw it out and get breaking out and stuff like that. Um, And then Andy Serkis is such a good actor, too. Andy Serkis is great in it. In when he realizes at the end of that one episode of like everything you're saying is true and there is no way out of this prison. Mm-hmm. And then he tells him, it's like, he finally tells him, um, need no more than 12. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the line everybody talks about. Like when he's like the, his line of like realization is cause he's asked, Ando's asking how many guards on each floor and he's like, yeah. never more than 12. Yep. And, because that was the big thing. That's the one thing I know about this show is that fucking line. I mean, it's not that great. I mean, it's it's a great real like it's exactly it's the it's, line of realization. Like, all right, he's in, but it's not like a fucking yeah. Braveheart level fucking line. It's, it's not bra- It's not Mel Gibson screaming freedom as he's getting a rod jammed up his ass. It's not fucking your Heisenberg. Get guys yeah, say I'm my the, name. Yeah. It's a great line. I'm the one who knocks. Like I would much provide, I much rather the fucking the the speech, the next episode when it's like no you're the one that they're gonna listen to, so. Or no, even better line is, the end of the last prison episode when he's like I can't swim and we never find out what happens to him. That he just went through all of this and he cannot leave. I'm sure he's gonna pop up. I don't know. I mean, like that would be a great. That's a great way. Like he's just like fu- I'm. I'm fucked. The fact of um, he gives that speech to everybody, and um, I want him to. It was basically like when he's giving that speech. It was like it's getting you hyped, and you're like. All right, Cornelius from fucking yeah, Dawn of like, the Apes. That's what I'm saying. Like giving that was, fucking speech. It, it that that's why I'm saying like that fucking like never more than twelve line. No, that fucking speech when he's on that intercom and Andrew's like, you are the only one that everyone will listen to. You know the director of the episode or the writer or somebody went to him and was like, hey, can you do the speech in Gollum? <laughs> like nobody else knows. And just over the fucking PA and stuff like that. You have Gollum giving this fucking epic um, speech. Oh, I a Caesar. C- Caesar, that's it. Yeah, not Cornelius. Cornelius was his his descendant. Yeah, the 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 kid. Yeah, that's it. Um, Caesar. And um, like the actual escape itself was. Um, I mean, it was pretty well. Like, it was pretty genius. Like, all right, it's an electrified floor of electrified floor. Let's fucking short this bitch out. 
Yeah. And then they have nothing. I just love the fact of like people down there just throwing socket wrenches. Just like fucking tools. Tools at these people. Two people with blasters up there and nobody else comes and helps. It's just the two fucking people by themselves. And it's just like for how big this fucking prison is. Well, here's the thing though. It's like if, because when you, <clears throat> you watch the first prison episode and they fly in, there's more than one prison. Yeah, but it's like no more than fucking 12 people per level. Yeah, so how to like control, I think like 100 people at a time. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like how prisons actually are. I guess you just fucking turn the floor on yeah, in between well, shifts. That's the ingenious thing. Like, oh, we can control you. You can't wear shoes. Yeah. We have you whenever we need you. Like, I don't need a shit ton of guards. All I got to do is fucking throw a switch and you're all electrocuted. Yeah, these stun batons are going to fucking... But it's the fact of, like, once they... The, the actual prison break was happening that... They realized, like, without the floor, we're fucked. Nobody else was coming in with blasters to fucking help these people. Yeah, because there was, like, uh, the other floors started having to deal with the same thing because it fucking leaked down to... The floor below no, but shorted that floor out. It was a good while before. Well, I think that's the that whole point. That's happened. why he asked. Well, that was the whole point of the whole how many people per floor. Never more than twelve. Like, so there's not enough armament really to do anything. It's enough. Like you would see him grabbing. There's like rifles enough for you know for. I think it's the whole theory is the imperial structure is so like regimented and regulated. Like these people don't even think. For themselves, they're like, what is the fucking procedure? That's another thing about this show. Like, they're really... Star Wars does one thing. Um, is to... Sh- every fucking empire... Emperor... Uh, Imperial. Imperial officer. Fucking soldier. Everybody. It's just evil. Well, and it's, but I mean, again, it's the lore of like the only way you get you go up is it's you don't you don't go up by the merit of what you do, you yeah. go up by the people Follow. you step on to get there. And it's also the the fear of the emperor, his fucking bodyguard Vader. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's the whole that, imperial oh. power structure is based mm-hmm. on fear. Like, so you basically terrorize your underlings to move up. So. One other thing with indoor, indoor, is that the um, I thought Skarsgård. Oh has, God, he's such a great character. Is, that is his very fucking good. speech. I really do hope he's like a fucking former Jedi, like that. That it makes that speech all the fucking better. It's great because you realize the one good thing about this show is like which I'm sure they probably went into the books and stuff like that, but then it was like, how did the resistance actually get money? So this one bank heist, the payroll heist funded a shit, like funded the resistance. Yeah. uh, Like the the amount of money they got. So I watch a channel called generation tech and he breaks down like the cost. Like he goes back through the like comics books and all this stuff. Like the price, like he's done a whole series on the prices of like ships and I think like an X-wing costs like 150 equivalent to like 150,000. That's it. Yeah, in there like to think of it as a number like 150,000 credits whatever that is. They okay. stole like 90 million. Uh was it 90 million? It was like yeah, it was some it was a big number. Yeah. But so like yeah, that fucking they could bankroll quite a good bit of shit. 
I love that. And like, the, but the X wings and stuff had to come to them through back, back alley transactions with the people who actually made them, though. It like was, they couldn't openly sell. It's the the Mon Mothra stuff. I didn't really give two shits about. Um, I guess you have to show her being full on resistance. Yeah, she wants to. She wanted to be a good politician. Like she wanted to do the right thing, and then realizing you can't win. You can't win. You're not going to be able to yeah. win that way. Um, the person being a cousin. I didn't really see that coming. Uh, I kind of figured there were going to be some kind of way that all these people were connected. I figured, like, when Skarsgård basically told us, like, listen, he knows who I am. You have to kill him. He's a liability. And it's like, after the heist, it basically became the Joker bank robbery scene from fucking Dark Knight. Yeah, like, everybody, everybody kills, kills the other person yeah. until it's only him left. Last person standing gets the money. Like the fucking the prisoner dude, he was like, "I don't have a brother." <laughs> yeah, like I just made up stories. Just gonna, we can split it fifty fifty, and Andor basically knows like, "Well, you're just gonna fucking kill me." Yeah, and like okay, you, you know, bye. Yeah, yeah. he's quick too. He he, he that, took yeah he, he was like, took nope. him out real quick. He, he and he was honest. He's like, "I took what I was owed," and yeah, that was it. He just wants to be left alone. He just wants to go live on. He wanted to take his mom and go. Yeah. Take his mom as droid. And his go mom who kidnapped him. And basically saves his life because apparently they got annihilated after that. Well, yeah, because basically what happened was a re- the Republic came in and saw them as having killed the people on the ship. That we know of, that's how it was treated. I'm yeah. sure at some point we'll still... Like, he's not going to just give up on his sister. Because I, I, I'm figuring you're going to find out what that ship was. Yeah. Like, what, what it... Because that was like Clone Wars... How did the mom show up era. so quickly to fucking scalvage... One of the whole thing was the planet was off limits. So they would go and scavenge, and that ship had put out a distress beacon that it right. crashed... And she told him that the Republic came in and killed everybody. The hammer guy in the fucking tower. That's his one job is to just bang on the hammer. But again, it's like, it's one of those, like the small fucking like mining, basically it's just like a small mining scrapping town. It reminded me a lot of, um, Obi, not Obi-Wan, uh, Mandalorian. When the when the battle droids came into that town, mm-hmm. like I think season one, and it was showing like them just wiping out everybody, it kind of reminded me the look of the village. Yeah, uh, looked like that. Um, but I, I dude, I love Skarsgård's fucking how greatly monologue to that dude. Like, no, you're gonna stay, or I'm gonna kill you. Her Mon Mothra knowing. There's spies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Playing her husband into the fact of like, oh, oh that, hot, that hot, the money that was that gr- money that that's hidden. Great, and that he has was, no idea. He's of, like, that was out of nowhere, and I'm like, that's slick. What like, the f- play on the fact that he probably uh, he has a gambling issue. He has a gambling issue, which apparently he does. And yeah, he and he's like, I swear to God, I've never, I haven't been in like. That's has, what you would say. She has a fucking daughter that hates her. <laughs> who's about to get married off to a fucking rich person. 
Cause to, to a fucking gangster. Yeah, because she wants access to the money. Yeah. Cousin. Dude, that cousin remind like every time that cousin showed up, the the male not not the cousin, the, the male friend. friend mm-hmm. It was like that dude looks so fucking familiar and I couldn't place it anywhere. I had to like pause it and looked it up. I forgot what he he was in he was in something. You know who he could play that he looks a lot like? The dude that played Zod. Oh fucking um Oh god, blanking on his name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The the dude who played Zod in the original Superman. Christopher Reeve Superman. He could play Zod. He could play a Zod that looks like that. God damn it, he's like a, a well like a well taught thespian actor, fucking dude. From Britain. Oh yeah, because I've seen him in other like yeah, he's been in way a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. The um again that whole last episode with the funeral like the whole season is like literally building up to a funeral basic because the mom was sick from jump and then and I love the fact that Andrew was like he just tried to like he wanted to out his mom didn't want to come so he just like tries to go to fucking it's like he tried to go to Mexico yeah basically all the Caribbeans yeah he tried to go to Mexico and he got I just love the fact that nobody found that box <laughs> yeah in the hotel I was I was surprised that the other dude didn't stick with him. Cause the other dude's in Rogue One. Who? The guy he broke out of prison with. Oh, the guy he gives half of the money to and tells him he uh, gives, he's gonna he, go. He gives the gun to him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Rogue One. He's on the crew that goes to fucking Scarif. Is he? Yeah. Uh, dude, that's the problem. Like I'm watching Andor, and like I haven't watched. Rogue One since it came to theaters. The only time I've ever gone out to watch rewatch Rogue One is the Vader scene, and that's it. Like I've never sat and rewatched from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, I don't think he has much. Like he doesn't do much in it. He's there, but I love the like he. That's Andor met him in the prison. They escaped, and he's like, I need to go. Do, like this needs to be. People need to know about this. That was a pretty fucked up way of holding people prisoner. Like, it's an ingenious way for forced labor. Like, you think you're getting out, you've got your time, and then they just send you to another level. Yeah, yeah. Or another prison. They, no, they would send them to... A, that That was the problem. They usually probably got sent to another prison. This dude ends up just getting sent to another level yeah, and causing mistake. trouble. Like, wait a minute. Like the Forrest Whitaker. Basically, it's like how he starts to go down that path of being paranoid. Like paranoid. this was a great way of fucking like, yeah. here's why Forrest Whitaker is the way he is in Rogue One. Cause fucking Skarsgård fucked with him. And I love the fact that he's just like all these other fucking people are like, we're not a fucking army. We're a fucking ragtag, just fucking misaligned group of fucking. It's also people out for ourselves. It's also the fact of Skarsgård when he's, when he goes back and tells Forrest Whitaker's character that basically it's like, don't go on this mission. It's a setup. Yeah. We're just sacrificed. We're, we're going to sacrifice him. Yeah. But if we 
call off the mission, they know something's up. up. So let this person die. That's why I think we need to have a bit where like Skarsgård was something before the the Empire formed. Like he is way too into like he's way too ahead of the, the the curve. Like he has strategy. He's got all these like he was something. Which is why I love the, the theory that he was a Jedi at one point. And that's why when the guy goes, what have you given up? He's like, I've given up fucking everything. Like I gave up my entire ideology to do this. I will never be remembered. Did ever- I think that's another good thing that this show brings up too. Like all these people who make the thing, the, the activities of the movies possible who aren't going to get fucking celebrated. Like, there's gonna, there's no fucking statue to fucking Rogue One anywhere. No. Like, Skarsgård's not got a memorial somewhere when he inevitably dies. It's all about the Jedis, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, all the background players that made those first three movies, like, the fucking... The Resistance, what it is. Yeah. Like, none yeah. of those people are going to be remembered, but which is why I loved his speech. Like, I gave up fucking everything. Did they ever say why he wanted Andor so badly? They never really said. I think it's just like that's, and again, it's one of those like, how does he know? Like he comes across like this. Well, no, he knows who Andor is because the girl on fucking the planet has probably told him this is the guy that gets me all this stuff. Yeah, but why he was so animate about having him join the team. Because he needed somebody who could get in and out of Imperial space, who, like, knew the mind frame of the Imperials, which is why, like, during the the build-up to the heist, he's like, we need to march a different way. Imperials don't march this way. You know? Like, it was him who really was able to, like, this is what we need to do to be able to just walk into an Imperial base get what we want and walk out. I love the fact that Imperials just want to destroy this sacred monument to these people because they don't want them to make that privilege. But no, it came like they were going to build an airfield. Yeah. They were going to build the the base and they were like, I don't, we don't fucking care. Um, and to get around it, they set up fucking pubs along the path. Yeah. They just, they, to get they them drunk. Basically, they basically just sat there it's the dude who wrote this show really did a good job of just doing commentary on real life. It's like fucking going to the ghetto and fucking opening up liquor stores and yeah. bars. Introducing crack and like you don't cocaine. see that shit in high end neighborhoods, but you see it all over low end neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, like I said, that was basically what he said. Yeah, oh no, we just fucking we gave them other things to distract them to get less and less people to come. The um Man, a poor dude has a fucking heart attack <laughs> moving gold. I mean, really, what was the it was Imperial I wouldn't say it was Imperial fucking Intelli- like smarts of an imperial at fucking it was a, a happenstance that that fucking they're like oh something's up yeah let's go fucking find out what's going on and then otherwise it had fucking went off without a hitch 
at the convention when I was in in line to meet Sam Raimi, um, there was a guy next to me. I'm guessing from the Fire First, um, had a Imperial Intelligence uniform. Uniform, like pretty much to the T. Like it was. I mean, these are like the show. Like this is like I kind of like the fact that we get to see Imperial Intelligence because, and then one of the characters in the show is in the original trilogy. The head, the head guy. Yeah. So the not the one that's in it the most. The guy that comes in. Over him, not the one that was that would take the woman and talk to her. Yeah, like his boss that came in with like the the, the beard and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He his character is in the the meeting when Vader fucking chokes, oh, chokes that dude, the dude. And that's the only time you saw Imperial intelligence ever before. And now you get to see like that's like that, that's my kind of love of Star Wars. Like pe- you allow people to go do these other things. The one and flesh everything out. My one huge question that I would love to sit down and watch a video of the ranking system. There <laughs> the, is people. They, there is a they rhyme and reason to those fucking squares, and people on the line have made videos. It's like, all right, this person has three blues and like two reds. Yep. This person has, I think, a couple reds and a blue. Yeah, there this is. There has... is. All right, uh, there are. There are video like the, those ranking systems, just like the fucking Arabesh, like the common, like the, the, all that shit in the shows usually fucking translates to what is actually going on. Like if it's above a fucking shop selling fish, the fucking letters will translate to fish or shop or whatever. Like all that shit is like done to a T to like as if it was in English. The way it ended on the cliffhanger, it's just kind of. Weird. I guess when his mom died, he's tired of running. Now, this is when he starts to believe in... I'm guessing this is when he gets into the... Re- he wasn't like this in Rogue One, right? He was always about the resistance and helping the resistance. Well, no, like, they don't... They don't give him much of... Like, that's why in the Rogue One, he was really one-dimensional. He was just like, I have done fucked up shit for the Rebellion. Like, so it came across as like, he's always been... 100% in... Yeah, and, this and is she like, was the one who was... His mom is really the one that fucking had those rebellious beliefs, and he was like, no, we just need to go off. Yeah. And when she dies, and she's basically fucking tells the fucking planet, or the town, like, fucking stand up. Because again, it's like his dad fucking... His adopted dad died fucking trying to be peaceful. Yeah. Because we got to see what happened, and it's like his dad was out there like, no, don't... Just let it fucking go, and they turned around and they fucking shot him. Fucking firing squad, dude. I do like the fact that they get turned into bricks, and then the bricks get put into like like that is kind of cool. That's a cool, like whoever came up with that. That's like a cool cultural thing that you probably wouldn't have seen. Like that's a somebody had a stroke of genius. It's like the uh, with that the bricks at the aquarium. Yeah, like the fucking family. Like, those yeah. bricks will be there forever and like long after those people are dead, but they'll, their name's there and you'll walk. I'm like, oh, I wonder who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he fucking goes and he sees his dad's brick and that's when you get the flashback and it's like, no, his dad was trying. They're like fucking, because that's right after, that had to have been right after the Clone Wars. Because it's still clone troopers. It was another thing, the... um the chick 
uh, I forgot her name. It's also the V, I think it was. The one he saves at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who gets Skull's guards. Mm-hmm. Um, she also looked familiar, too. She was on Narcos. Um, I think um, she was a prostitute or a stripper that's that was having sex with um, Pablo Pascal's character. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, and look at her now. She's got fucking action figures coming out this year. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see where they go after this season. Like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, because he split off from them to go with Skarsgård. Yeah, he's like literally the speech fucking um, uh, Last of Mohicans, where fucking Daniel Day Lewis tells the fucking rich white chick, "Wherever you go, wherever you." B, I will find you. And then he jumps off the fucking waterfall mm-hmm. to like get the other people away from him. He basically gives her that speech and yeah, he's like, and then like, uh, he's like, I'll find y'all, you know, I'll find y'all. Dude, again, like you say, like I feel like Bimo should like he should. It, it, I I felt as much emotion for that fucking little droid as Fuck. as a human character. See, that's fucked up. That dude, the worker guy who starts this fucking riot. He gets away. He just leaves everybody else and get murdered by the Empire. Well, they knew if they got a hold, of him, if he got a, they got a hold of him, he'd be dead. Yeah. He it wouldn't even be like shoot him right then and there. They would have fucking hung him in the streets yeah. and yeah. Um, and then again, he's such a great character. Like this allows us to have him. Homeboy builds a bomb and throws it. Um, into the crowd of Nick. Just again, like because they killed his dad for no fucking reason. Yeah. Well, there was a reason. Well, I mean, they tortured him to death. Yeah, there was a reason why. Because <laughs> they had a signal coming well, yeah, from no, his they, place. They, they, his place had the radio in it. But yeah. again, it's, you know, they kill him, but they kept her alive. Well, they just tortured the shit out of her. Yeah, he couldn't, he didn't survive the torture. She did. And then she, they were told to keep her alive. Yeah, because she they would have killed her too, but the Imperial woman, the, the intelligence woman came and said, no, keep her alive because he'll come back for her. Yeah, and she knows who who the person is. Yeah. So eventually, maybe she'll break or maybe he'll come back for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I guess the whole sister thing quickly got dropped after the first. Well, because the mom even tell him stop looking for him, so I think it'll come back up again. Oh yeah, it easily gonna come into one of the seasons. Because again, it may even it may fuel his fucking hatred for the Empire even more if he goes back to the planet and finds out that they did go in and fucking just murder all of them for no fucking reason. Because basically, what it was is whatever biohazard there was like it killed the adults but not the kids but that's so it was all the kids that were left from the people who lived on the planet the thing they stole from the crashed ship that was the thing he was trying to sell no yes the thing the box or no 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 the box came from something else the box wasn't from that 
that was an imperial like the box that he stole he stole from somewhere else and it was an act because they it was an they imperial, bring up they the find imperial out numbers. where it came from yeah yeah they find out where that actually came from the imperial navigation thing it's also Skullsguard has an awesome ship yeah where it's the classic. It's a very ingenious way to get out of a tractor. Dude, so I guarantee you the guy the guy that wrote that was like, all right, so we're going to do a tractor beam thing. How does he get out of it? And he's like, tractor beams attract the metal, right? Like, how has no one else ever thought of this? <laughs> yeah, just break the fucking... Like, yeah, just fucking throw a shit dish. ton of scrap out and it just fucking, it's going to annihilate the dish. <clears throat> and then his kyber, his fucking light, like, again, like, just fucking lightsabers that pop out the sides of Yeah, it. his lightsaber fucking ship. <laughs> <clears throat> I forgot. Makes, I forgot about that. Which makes like, which is again, we're gonna. He's got that fucking massive kind. Again, the only fucking canon live action call out to the Rachni invasion, like which is like the origin of the fucking Star Wars universe. And it would have been awesome if we'd have seen him just like stick that Kyber crystal in the fucking ship. And that's what allowed it to do it. Then you'd really be like, no, this motherfucker knows some shit. And again, he already really like that character knows way more than we, we think he does. Oh yeah. He's got fucking, he's got Star Wars itself went and like name dropped the shit in his store. Like shit. He shouldn't have like, he has a Jedi and Sith holocron in the back. Which he shouldn't have. The fucking Sith, the fucking Imperials, the fucking Emperor should have fucking sent something, people in there to fucking snatch that shit up if anybody found, knew he had it. <clears throat> Starkiller's armor's in there from the fucking Force Awakens. <clears throat> um, Not Force Awakens, Force Unleashed. Oh, I forgot to, t- to tell you this about Glass Onion. Um... It's good to watch just for Edwin Norton's character and Daniel Craig's character. But remember it was kind of odd watching the video game awards and they just randomly showed up mm-hmm. in Among yeah. Us. Well, Wait, Among I know Among Us is supposed to be in the movie. So the opening scene is um Daniel Craig's character is in the tub doing a bubble bash bath and he's playing Among Us with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, this mystery novelist, like one of the best mystery novelists, I don't know the name, is also there. Angela Lansbury. And the chick from like Russian Dolls and that new show Poker Face, Mm -hmm. she's in it because she's in... Another Netflix thing. No, it's a Peacock thing i think but ryan johnson is the executive producer of it and they're just all playing among us and apparently he's he's the world's greatest detective but he can't figure any of this out he doesn't want to do that because it's just too simple it's it's a kid's game like he's bad at it because it's a kid's game like at one point they call him the person that hires him calls him the world's greatest detective he's like i'm no batman and then they kind of play the 89 stinger (laughs) In it, and then um, and then he has the big moment where he decides he wants to take the case because it's just it will. He's been doing nothing. It's COVID mm-hmm. is going on. Um, very 
also that movie has very random cameos by people just randomly shows up and leaves um joseph gone levitt plays the voice of the house well i mean who's in he's johnson did looper so yeah he's in literally in every rain johnson thing he's oh yeah because rain johnson did brick that's right brick yeah brick looper apparently he was the voice oh he did some he was like some really quick cameo in knives out Rogue One, he was an alien. I mean, uh, last he was in was one, last, he was in which, uh, which one he did not last, last Jedi. Jedi was it last Jedi? Yeah. He was like some random alien at that casino place. I think it was. Mm. Anyway, um, Ethan Hawke, he was filming fucking Moon Knight, not that far away in Germany. I think it was. Hopped on a plane, went to wherever they filming at, did his quick scene, and fucking went, went back. back. Um, Yo-Yo Ma. It's just at this fucking COVID party with Kate Hudson's character. That's 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 a grab. Yeah, because they're so they give that box. This is to get the invitation. He sends them that giant box, which you've seen in the trailers mm-hmm. and the commercials and stuff like that. So they're trying to figure out the box, and it's just one puzzle on top of another puzzle on top of another puzzle on another puzzle, and they get to a point where they don't. They kind of get stuck, and it's a song. And randomly, Yo-Yo Ma just jumps into frame, sits down next to him. It's like, oh, that's a so-and-so where you take one piece of music and you take another piece of the music and you layer it on top of each other. It's comes out like a whole new piece. These two pieces come mm-hmm. together. And that's kind of a hint towards the movie where if you take the first half of this movie and you take the second half of the movie and you lay it on top of each other, it's a whole different movie because you're getting different points of views. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. But yeah, it's... um, That's why they're in DLC for Among Us. You get to play as Bignard. Also, another thing is, nobody dresses that way in real life. Like, his outfits are just... And then it's the relevant... His partner is Hugh Grant. The... uh... I mean, he was in, Craig was in fucking Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the first one. Was he? I th- oh, yeah, that's right. Because she, I thought the, I thought he was the, the he I was the, the first one ended with her getting taken, which is what it should have done. No, it's, um, the Stormtrooper, she uses the mind. Yeah, but that's what I'm Jedi saying. I thought it was on. the second one because I thought the first one ended with her getting taken, but no, she gets away. Allegedly, that was Daniel Craig. No, he came out and said it. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. he came out and said it. He was actually on... It's not just a voiceover. Okay. Like, he's actually on set in the Stormtrooper outfit. It's just like Simon Pegg was... The alien, yeah. The alien, dude. But yeah, no, Daniel Craig came out and said, you know, because he wanted to be in a Star Wars movie. I think everybody does. Yeah, everybody wants to be in a Star Wars movie. You know, the whole fucking thing that the fucking, what, NSYNC was going to be in the prequels and yeah. they cut it. They were the Jedis and the... Uh, they were, yeah, they were just random Jedis in the fucking background. Clone Wars. Attack of the Clone. Was the second one? Yeah. yeah Attack of the Clones. Yeah, they were going to be random ass Jedis in the fucking uh, Battle of Genosis. If anything, watch Glass Onion for... The ridiculous cameos. The Edward Nolan's character. 
I can't wait for him to come back in Armor Wars. Edwin Orton? Yeah. Justin Hammer. That's not Edwin Orton. That's Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, that's right. I'm sorry. Sam Rockwell. Ed Mullen was Incredible was Hulk. Incredible Hulk now. Yeah, no, I don't... Sam Rockwell, I want in Armor Wars. Supposedly, Back either... Justin Hammer. Allegedly, either Deadpool or Secret Wars, one of the two, is going to have, like, Edward Norton come back as... And possibly Eric Banner is coming back. Um, That's the kind of stuff that should happen in a movie like that, though. Deadpool is supposed to have the Fantastic Four people from the 90s. He on should top just... Deadpool should just be 2000s. killing the entire Fox... All the Fox properties. Mm. Like, that's what should happen. He should have to go through all of them. And now, Hugh Jackman's pissed off that he has to do this movie. He has to get super jacked again for fucking... Well, that's because now people are... Saying he's got steroids. He, he, you know, asking him if he took steroids. He's like, no, I did it all natural. I'm like, bro, there are just some people, like, who can... Mm-hmm. He's like, I've eaten so much chicken. Like, karma's gonna be, you know, whatever deity takes me in at the end. If they've got a chicken thing, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that quote. I mean, that's technically that's what you like. Chicken, fucking rice, and broccoli is what a fucking. If you want to fucking get shredded, you get all the nutrition you need. The fat's not there. I tried it. I could not do it because I need flavor. <laughs> oh, um, your interview with the vampire slash witches show mm-hmm. that comes. Oh out. yeah, the witches of. Whatever, yes. Apparently they announced there will be a crossover between them two. I mean, it's the same fucking universe. Yeah, so I, I guess they people were wondering and they made a official. Yeah, it's the same universe. I mean, it's all, it's this, it, they were in Anne Rice, like they made reference to them in Interview with a Vampire. I'm trying to think of other, like, news. Did you see the Renfield trailer? Yes. God, I'm so pissed that I I missed out on and on that movie. That yeah, that was the other trailer. I forgot. I was so pissed I missed out on that. I could have been fucking Nick Cage's fucking stand-in. Would have been fucking great. It reminds me so much of a. It's got the vibe of what we do in the shadows vibe. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially Renfield. I mean, especially Nick Cage's Dracula. Um, and then I'm like, when I saw the trailer, I'm like. Because I didn't get to go work on it. Like, it's all New Orleans set. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, that's awesome. The only thing that's gonna... I, I don't like about it is... I, I don't really care for Aquafina, And apparently she's gonna be... I mean, she's the, the Aquaf- main female. Aquafina and it up in that movie. Oh, well. Mm. Um, I just like the fact that, like... That, that dude, like... What was his name? Um, I mean, he played Beast in the other X-Men movies. Like... Oh, uh, he could literally, I mean, he literally looks like an action fucking star in that Holt. movie. Any rapid fire news I can think of. Man, I'm so, I'm so mad. Like, just, I could have been there when fucking Nicolas Cage was chewing scenery. I'm kind of pissed off that everybody's anticipated movies of 2023, nobody's putting Cocaine Bear on his fucking list. <laughs> It'll be when it comes out, people will lose their mind on it. Just like Terrify 2 made all these best of lists and I'm like yeah. a good fucking character design does not a great movie make. You know what else I completely forgot came out this year? Um, Like Wild. I mean fucking Wild. Prey. Um, yeah no when I was going year. through my list I'm like oh yeah that's right Prey came out this year. 
there was a couple stuff. Remember how we was looking at that list last time? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of stuff that wasn't on it. Oh yeah, because there was stuff like on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Or um, dude, my fucking I made my list for TV shows. I haven't done a video yet, but I was like, and then I'm like, the next day I'm like, holy crap, there's like a whole nother, like I did five, and I'm like, holy shit, there's like a whole another set of five that I watched that I love that I completely forgot came out. Yeah, because it was like, uh, fucking weird, wasn't on the list. Yeah. Um, which I I forgot to talk about that one time we did the podcast. The uh, fuck, I completely forgot about Res Dogs this this year. Fucking Res Dogs is a great a great fucking show. Fucking that the Netflix blockbuster show came out and got canceled. Did it get canceled? Yep. That sucks. That show was funny. Dude, Netflix has been on a tear, just canceling fucking shows left and right. That blockbuster was funny. Inside Job got canceled. That cartoon. That was. I tried sitting through the first half of it. I'm like, I just couldn't. Just like I can't get through to like the second this season of Paradise PD either. I'm like, now the jokes are just too fucking. They got canceled. Fucking HBO Max was canceling a ton of shows. Um. Yeah, blockbuster was so good. Like, it was literally all leading up, and then, like, the fucking comet or whatever passes over or something, and it fucking, or it comes, it passes over, explodes in the, I don't know, something happens, and, like, fucking EMP goes off. Like, the grid goes down, and everybody rushes, like, the last episode is everybody rushes to the fucking blockbuster, because nothing's working. Like, the internet's not working. Why would they go to a blockbuster, though? Like DM- the internet's not the internet's down, so you can't stream anything. So they go to the blockbuster. DMP never wiped out electricity. There's still electricity. It did something to knock the internet. I don't know. So whatever. The, okay. it, the internet goes down. So it hit like a fucking major satellite or something like that. Like yeah, the internet. internet or something goes yeah. down, and so like all these people end up showing up, and they're like, "We need DVD." And then they're like, "Do you sell DVD players?" Yeah. It was a good show. Like it was. It was Brooklyn non nonish. Like because it's. Uh, the the main girl was on Brooklyn Nine Nine, I think it was from the same people. So like the same producers and, and writers, it was good. The fucking dude from uh, Ant Man, the uh, and yeah. the Wasp, and fucking Wandavision's in it. Randall Park. Yes, Randall Park. He's Randall Park's fucking hilarious. You know, he completely forgot he was Asian Jim. He said it was just like a he throwaway. He didn't remember. Yeah, he didn't remember that he did that. Like he gets randomly, like people come up to him and it's like, oh my God, it's Asian Jim. And they had, he had it's no idea great, what they were talking it's, about. It's a great cold open. Of, like to watch that is a great, because. He said it was such a quick shot scene. Mm-hmm. Dude, because it's literally, it's just one, it's the cold open. Yeah. For an episode, it, like that's it. Yeah, he said he just came in, he did the fucking scenes and that was it. Yep. Like, it's never referenced, like, it's, like, because that shit is just, like, the fucking cold open of him playing, like, stay, sitting in for Jim. The fucking baby in the, like, so when they, Dwight's like, you're not Jim, and he picks up the fucking, the family portrait, and it's... It's Asian Jim. It's yeah. Asian Jim and Pam and, like, Asian kids. The Asian, the little girl in the picture is the Asian girl from Modern Family. Oh, the adopted? The adopted daughter is, like, that's who's in the fucking picture with oh. her. Huh. An ABC show and an NBC show. Well, I mean, at that time, there probably wasn't that many Asian kids to fucking <laughs> go cast for just the fucking... Because I've, I've had notices for those, too, where it's just like, we need you to for fucking pictures. Like, that's it. Oh, I've seen the trailer for the new House Party movie. Oh, God, it looks so horrible. It With, shouldn't be called House Party. They literally throw a party in, in LeBron, LeBron James' fucking house. house. 
I did laugh at the one part where he has the hologram and he's like, going to Miami was a good decision. <laughs> no, no, when the ring gets stolen, he's like, is it the Miami ring? Because you know that motherfucker didn't deserve that one. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fucking inside. Yeah. If you like, don't follow ba- basketball yeah, you and shit, you're not going to fucking get it. And it doesn't have the heart like the original house party Yeah, because the original house party was they threw the party in their house. Yeah. The dad left to do something. I forgot what the dad. And the dad was the brilliant comedian from fucking Baby's Kids. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Who passed away like soon after that movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because House Party 1 was in that house and then House Party 2... College. College. Yeah. House like, Party- you're never going to get... You're never going to recapture... When they try and remake those, like, 90s kind of weird comedy, they're never going to be able to do it again. House Party 1's great. Mont Lawrence is in it. It's the DJ. Mm-hmm. I've been watching... Uh, I don't know why. A lot of, like, Quentin Tarantino clip things have been coming up. He must have did like sat down and did a whole bunch of interviews with people. He does a podcast or a video, a vlog or something like that. Talk just... Because he was talking about um, how Samuel L. Jackson's character in Pulp Fiction was written for... Uh... Morpheus, fucking Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, and Lawrence Fishburne's agents told him not to take it because they he wasn't a lead, and like at this point in his career, he needed to do leads. And Quentin Tarantino's like, I understand it, what they were telling him. They weren't trying to steer him wrong, but nobody's really a lead in that movie. No, but the way his agents looked at it was Tarantino, yeah. like Travolta was more of more focused on, yeah. It. And it ultimately comes out that, like, fucking that's Samuel L. Jackson's fucking... Oh, that's what made him. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, they asked him how it was to have a fucking Easter egg in, uh, in game. No. Uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. And he said it, was, it wasn't him. It was somebody else that was, like, told him about it. And he was, like, fuck, he thought it was fucking cool as hell because the fucking quotes on Fury's yeah. tombstone. And then he goes, and then, you know, at the end of uh, Infinity War, when uh, Samuel L. Jackson gets to say motherfucker <laughs> as he's getting dusted. He. Oh, yeah. He was talking about the music, the classic Kill Bill song mm-hmm. and how after Kill Bill came out. Every movie trailer, every yeah, movie. Yeah, he's like, he saw that, that. He saw that. That music is from an older Japanese movie. Yes. Oh, and he put it in there, and then that became the essential Kill Bill song, even though it's not the theme, main theme. No. But it's the one that was in, like... And he was, he was talking about, like, all these movies, Shrek, yeah, and like, all these other... Own- like, Kill Bill's in pop culture, like, and he yeah. didn't even try. Um... He was talking about fucking Die Hard too, like Die Hard three as well, because of fucking Samuel Jackson's in it. Samuel, no, like that again. It was another fucking uh no, that's what he, that role was written for uh what's his face, and then it ended up going uh Samuel L. Jackson, Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, Jesus, Lawrence. 
it's a, it's the classic Sean Connery. Um, Sean Connery was offered Gandalf. Read the script, had no idea what the fuck he was reading, turned it down. He also was offered, I think, Morbius in Matrix. Oh, Morpheus. Morpheus, I'm sorry. And turned that down because he had no idea. And they came out to be huge fucking successes. So he's like, the next fucking script yeah, I read. fucking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yep. I didn't find him that bad in that, though. I he th- plays Alan Quartermain really well. Yeah, he's perfect as Quartermain, but it's a decent, like, I thought it was a decent movie. It wasn't that, like, it's not, like, it one of the worst it, comic book adaptations. It wasn't going to make a shit ton of money because it's, again, it's about, it's a niche comic book. And who the hell knows who Alan Quartermain is in, like, mainstream society? Who knows, who fucking knows um, Captain Nemo yeah, or fucking like, Dorian Gray? Yeah, like, these are all, like, <coughs> you need to, you know, be of a certain age to know or have had to been made to read a lot of these books. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't born in the fucking 40s or 20s yeah. when most of these books came out. I mean, before, like, I knew Alan, I, I knew the fucking basic story of Dor- Love Gray, and I knew who Alan Quartermain was. The only way I knew who Quartermain was before this fucking movie, or before the comic books, because I never read the comic books, I don't think he's even in the comic books. Quartermaster's in it? Mm-hmm. All right. The only way I knew... Like, I think, because there was two separate teams. I don't think he's in the first run of it. I think he's in the second one. But again, when you get fucking Sean Connery, you go, all right, we'll fucking put him... I know him from King Solomon's Mind, <laughs> the classic 1980s, whatever fucking year it came out, movie starring, I forgot the actor. It's it's easily the cash-in for Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, and they probably, there was the story, like, and Quartermain's in that story. So, in the movie, Kim Cattrall plays the uh, love interest of Quartermain. Apparently, she was such a diva, and everybody hated her on set. That there's a scene where they get um, they get kidnapped by uh, cannibal tribe people, and they have like the comical oversized fucking pot on a fire mm-hmm. with water and other stuff. Allegedly, when they were doing that scene, when it was just her in it. Um, apparently the crew before, turned it on. No, all pissed in it. In it. <laughs> I and, mean, for someone like she was the only the, the the biggest thing she did was mannequin. So how did she get? Apparently she had a reputation. I mean, she had. But a reputation. I'm saying, like, how do you get an ego? The only movie you did was mannequin with was fucking the, Andrew McCarthy. It was the reason why she got kicked off of Sex and the Sex City? and the City, and she wasn't in the fucking sequel movie. I think they kicked her off of that because. Sharon Stone also has, it might have been, I don't know if, let me look this up and make sure it's Kim <laughs> Cattrall and not Sharon Stone. I don't know. Because I think it, Sharon Stone had an ego on fucking Total Recall. That I wouldn't put it, like, she was a big, she was a way bigger star. No, that was before, like, Total Recall was right before Basic Instinct broke. I just, it, it's... If you grew up in the 80s, you've seen this fucking movie come on HBO oh, yeah. like a thousand times. Oh, yeah. The, uh... Louis Costa Jr.'s in it? 
No. Speaking of other shitty shows, like I saw a fucking clip for Yellowstone. All these, a couple of clips, all these fucking, you know, conservative wannabe redneck fucking, I'm a fucking operator. People love this fucking show. All right. I'd like to apologize to Kim Cattrall. It's not Kim Cattrall. Sharon Stone. It was Sharon Stone. I knew it was one of those two. Um, and it was a clip, right? And it's a racist fucking scene straight up. Because it plays up to the Asian fucking tourist stereotype that we had in all the 80s movies, right? Where they would just come out with their cameras like, oh, da, da. and uh, so they're in a field taking pictures of a bear, right? Let me just get that in the, that, that image in your head. This group of Asian people have gotten off a tour bus, walk through a fence, and are in a field taking pictures of a bear. 30 feet away. Here comes Kevin Costner who gets out with his gun and is like, you need to get off my land. Are y'all crazy? This bear will kill you. And the tour guide's like, oh, it seems friendly. Eh? That's not gonna... Nobody is gonna look at a bear and go, well, it seems friendly. No, Nobody. He then proceeds to start shooting. Like, he tells these people, I own all the land from this fence through those mountains. And this old Asian man goes, nobody should ever own that much land. It should be shared with the people. He then proceeds to take the gun out and start shooting it into the air. And he goes, this is America. We don't share with nobody. The comments are like, fuck yeah, America. Like, I'm like, oh my God. This is this is what we're putting out to the rest of the fucking world. Well, it's also made by Paramount, and Paramount is um, doesn't they own Fox News and all that? No, Fox News is itself. After the buyout, after Disney bought their production, they didn't in, buy Paramount. No, Paramount's its own thing. Is it? Yeah. Oh. But uh, I was like, oh my god! Like people, like that. That's the who. That's the character that won. Best actor. Yeah, beat uh, Bob Odenkirk. Um, then there's another one where there's a bunch of stereotypical bikers. They couldn't even be bothered to dirty up the costumes of these bikers. Like, they're all in, like, pristine leather vests and clothes. Like, they just bought it out of a fucking store. And they're all just sitting... Not hurting anybody. They're just sitting around a fire or whatever, like drinking and stuff. And this dude rolls up and he's like, you're on private property. He's like, dude, this is a national park. This is the Dalton Ranch. He goes, the sign says Yellowstone. So clearly the biker's just like, bruh, like this, it says Yellowstone. We're in Yellowstone. He's like, Yellowstone's across the street. Hmm. And then he pulls out this badge. He's like, if you don't leave, I'm going to whatever. And dude looks at it and goes, it's like cattle, whatever. And he's like, he's not a real cop. So, hey, this dude's also impersonating a cop. And then, like, one of the girls with the fucking cattle people fucking starts a fight with a girl in the biker gang. And everybody's beating each other up. Then these other motherfuckers come running down the road and, like, ride their truck through all the motorcycles. I'm like, everybody in the comments, oh, that's great. Fuck them bikers. You respect people's property. I'm like, I just wanted to go. The only crimes committed in this clip were by your heroes. Felony destruction of personal property. (laughs) Assault. Assault with deadly weapons. Because they were taking cattle brands and beating people with them. 
Like, this is not a good show. This show has like three spinoffs. I know. With fucking Harrison Ford's in one of them. I know. (laughs) And Judy Dench. She plays like the grandma Yellowstone. Is it Judy Dench? Is it? Is Is it the fucking? Is it Judy? The one who? No, Judy Dench is M. Fucking what's her face um, from uh, fucking Fast and the Furious? She plays Jason Statham's mom. Yeah, she was fucking in. God, I can't think of a name. Anyway, this show was made at the height of fucking Trump era. (laughs) Oh, and the the, the writer, I think the writer, like, Ty Shatter, he got kicked off of Sons of Anarchy. Hmm. So, yeah, that shows you, like, Sons of Anarchy was, like, because everybody was like, oh, this is what happens, you know, this was a shot at fucking Sons of Anarchy because they kicked him off the show. I'm like, clear not, because he couldn't even be bothered to fucking make the bikers look like real bikers. I mean, Chris Elliott's in the fucking second prequel, and then the third prequel is the Harrison Ford one of the in the twenties. But I just I saw that first clip and I'm like, this is the ra- like this is like eighties racist. Like I said, this show was made at the height of the Trump fucking presidential era and became popular during that era. Oh, fucking, I never watched a single episode because I don't have Paramount Plus. I mean, that's the only two clips. I like that's the two clips I've seen. Or I'm like. This is badly written. Like, if this is what this show is like, this is horribly written. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I did see a third clip, and this one's even worse. Uh, Suppose, I don't know. They were looking at a crime scene, and there's two cops there, and it's fucking Kevin Costner, and it's this other fucking dude. The one who pulled out the badge and was like, I'm a cop. And they're talking about, I guess somebody got shot or something and they can't find the fucking shell case. Oh, you're saying he got shot right here? Where are you saying he got shot? You know, Kevin Costner trying to fucking be smarter than the cops. Yeah. Where did he get shot from? Oh, over here. And the dude, the fucking fourth guy just pulls out a fucking lever revolver, like rifle, and starts shooting off shots. I'm like, oh, hey, that cop would have fucking shot you. Plain and simple. <laughs> And, you know, the second cop was hiding the evidence. I'm like, oh, God, this is so fucking horrible. Like, so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I have fucking nothing on this show. Like, I didn't really... That's what I'm not, like, it just, like, I just, I don't, like, I don't understand, like, like... If you ask me what's the best show I watched last year, and it's probably, like, House of Dragons. Oh, she was pissed when she saw House of Dragons beat. Uh, yeah, when I told her. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I mean, it's in my top ten. I mean, even though I didn't watch a single episode, like I didn't watch much TV. Like I didn't watch a single episode of House of Dragons, but I know the story. I watched the recaps, and I'm like, all right, the story. I like the story so far. I still haven't read the book. I got the fucking book over there. I haven't read it. It's like this fucking thick. You should fucking goddamn watch the show. Oh no, because the show this has way more in it. This See, is the book is literally written like a history book. You like me? I watched the recap of the menu. The um, oh yeah, the oh yeah 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 Ray Fiennes mm-hmm. movie. Um, Justin seen it, loved it. Um, I watched the recap. Technically, I watched the film. Yeah. But I didn't. But I know what I know. I know all the major happened. stuff yeah. happens, and it looks like an amazing film. That I'm gonna actually eventually watch. I know the twists and shit like that. And I'm gonna actually sit down and watch. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, I, I I have the book. The book's written like a history book. 
Like this is what they would have used to teach this period in history. Speaking of which, Renfield is in that movie during Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, he's the the the, the boyfriend. Technically, yes. Well, I mean that's how it is presented in the yes in the trailer. Like he's the boyfriend that brings her. Yes. Yeah. Um. It it seems like it's a dark drama, but also kind of funny. I had no idea John Leguizamo is John Leguizamo. Leguizamo was in it. Dude, I I haven't talked. Um, there is something else I've watched since we did this. The last episode, Violent Night, was an amazing fucking movie. Oh yeah, the one best Christmas movie ever. It is. It's the fucking best Christmas movie ever. Like, that is definitely Christmas season viewing from now on. Because hmm. that is, it's literally, it's fucking Santa, and it gives Santa a fucking legit origin. Like, I want sequels. He's a fucking Saxon Raider. Because when he's like fucking stitching himself up, he fucking takes his jacket off, and he's got fucking Gaelic fucking tattoos up and down his fucking arm. And they fucking show flashbacks to him when he's telling the girl, "I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't, I, I wasn't a nice person." And you don't find out how he ended up being Santa. Just he got cursed, probably. Yeah, for what I like, he was a fucking Saxon raider that fucking just murdered and destroyed. Oh yeah, another fucking movie I completely forgot. The Norseman. Like, what's like the series? I forgot. Completely forgot. All of us are dead. Came out last year. Oh, yeah. The Completely forgot about that. I'm like, that fucking show was great. That was Resident Evil without fucking being labeled Resident Evil. Was this last year or was that? Mm-mm, that was 2022. It was like the was very it? beginning. Okay. I thought it was like a 2021 thing and then didn't catch on. Like people didn't start talking about it until 2022 on Netflix. Um, Squid Games. Was that, wasn't that? I the think beginning? that might have been the end of last year. The end of 21. Okay. Um, they ended up having like 10 for my list of shit that I like TV series all those crazy fucking documentaries on Netflix the um, oh yeah um, all the crime documentaries oh god what the fuck was that fucking uh, unsolved I love unsolved mysteries I love the only thing I don't like about unsolved mysteries is they throw up a picture of like you, they show him they show the old host but they like, dude, you had to get permission to use his image. Why not get permission to use his voice from the show? Robert Stack? Yeah, at the end of, like, if you have any info, like... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like, that would have been... Because they do the same bit at the end. Like, they put up the fucking... I'm sure the family probably wants some stupid amount of money. He's in to... the he's in the credits. Like, the fucking visual credits. Like, it, like the last... One of the last things you see is, like, him. Like, and it, like, it fades, like, he's there and he kind of fades. So, it makes every acknowledgement of Robert Stack, Ultra Magnus himself. I hear voice on Ultra Magnus. Yep. He was all, dude, that fucking movie had an all-star fucking voice cast. Yeah, we get Orson Welles to play a fucking planet. Dude, fucking Unicron's voice is, like, Orson Welles as Unicron is, like, pretty fucking top tier. Leonard Nimoy is Galvatron. Weird Al on the soundtrack. Weird Al was on the soundtrack. You had, uh, what's his face was Hot Rick, Rod. Rick he Springfield. 
No, Rick Springfield wasn't on that soundtrack. Didn't he do You Got the Touch? No. Who did You Got the Touch? Uh, Stan Bush. Okay, never mind. It wasn't Diggler? No. That's the most crazy. It's not they, Dirk Diggler? No. I, I don't think they even realized. I think that Stan, he didn't even realize that that was in Boogie Nights until he, he saw it and is like, oh, wait, that's what I got paid for? Because they uh, had to have paid to use it. Yeah. Unless the studio owns the rights to his songs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so unless it was in the catalog. But again. Nope. Came out this year. <laughs> so I, she was watching it one morning before I woke up this weekend. And I, I saw the ending with a horrible looking Akira Slod. He was so excited when he was doing the press junket. Somebody actually brought that up. It's like, I love the Akira slide. It and looks he, and so he, bad. His eyes look. Yes, it's great. To, like, I would love to too if somebody like noticed something I put in. Like, because only certain people are going to know what that is. Yeah, because apparently nobody <clears throat> brought that up. Yeah. Nobody's even mentioned it. It just looks bad. He was so excited. It just looks bad. Oh, my. It's clearly on a rail and they added dirt in to cover the rail. My favorite show of 2022 is uh, Key and Peele because I went back and started Dude, watching I, the we, show. We did too. We started, I started playing it on Netflix too. Key and Peele was so great. Yeah. So great. Um, I was watching it at Tim's house during uh, Thanksgiving. We need, to, we need to recreate the Keanu driving thing, but like go and actually shoot it for real. <laughs> <laughs> and not use just stock footage behind us. Yeah. <coughs> Um, lastly, the Last of Us uh, TV show that premieres, I think, Sunday. I thought it came, I thought the first episode was out. No. It comes out on the 14th, I think, oh. this weekend. I'm still not going to watch it. Um, it has a 100% review so far, so people... I ought to change that, I ought to watch it and then go review the first episode and be like, this is crap. Um. Yeah, another awkward bit from the Game Awards. Yeah. When when you're my favorite Joel and Ellie. No, you're my favorite Joel and Ellie. Pablo is just like, I got a paycheck. I gotta go do fucking Star Wars shit after this. Yeah, like I'm fucking rolling in money right now. Um. I wish they would do another Narcos fucking season because that show's great. The um. I didn't know what's a face in the game was voiced by the girl from Growing Pains. Not Growing Pains. Uh, what show was she on? She was the waitress in Avengers that got cut. Like, she had a bigger role in Avengers. The voice of Ellie. If she was in Growing Pains, then she's super fucking old. No, she was like super young. Yeah, I know that. In shows. It might have been Growing Pains because... I think they had like a little daughter they introduced towards the later seasons. Let's see. Can't remember who it is. She's got, I mean, she might be younger than us technically because I mean, I'm pretty sure we were older than her in the show. Oh yeah, after the show, yeah. But she's got to be in the fucking close to 40. Also, I really wish they'll come out with another fucking that next um, Ken Levine game. It's Ken Levine. Bioshock guy. Oh, his? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes out this year. Ken Levine. Is Ken Levine Bioshock or fucking God of War? 
I don't know. Damn, she was born in 1983, so she wasn't that much younger. And it was a growing pain. It was growing pain. Yeah, yeah. The little blonde girl. Yeah. Towards the later season. We got to introduce the fucking kid to get... Yeah, because who left? Somebody left. Ratings ratings are getting yeah. bad, so... Yeah, so she was born in 83, so she's 39 now. But yeah, she was in Avengers. She was the waitress. The, the, the deleted scenes. She's the, the waitress that was hitting on Cap. It's the classic fucking full house. We had introduced more babies into this fucking show in the later seasons. Yeah, we needed the, the Uncle, Uncle Jesse's, Jesse's kids. two kids. Yeah. Um. So if there was a twins in the show, was it really quadruplets? Because you can't have. I don't think two so. Kids. I think I think because I don't think they were ever on screen for that long. Okay. So that's how they got away with it because Michelle was on screen all the fucking time. So they needed two to do it. I don't think the twin boys were on for that long. Which is probably why the Olsons didn't come back for Fuller House because they were like, this bitch is crazy. And we don't want to have anything to do with her. You don't hear much. They got a lot of fuck you money. Yeah, they got fuck you money. They don't need to do anything. She married a fucking president or... Sorry, a fucking prime minister or something. Yeah, yeah, like they got fucking money. They don't need to do anything. No, the president. Oh, the president of France. Fucking... She married Macron? I think so. That, if, if, if she really does got fucking money then. <laughs> I don't think they're still together, but I think she married like some French high ranking politician. The prime minister? I don't know. I'd have to go do a deep dive because this the fucking just Olsen twins thing doesn't actually talk about their personal lives. It just goes childhood actors to fashion career. <laughs> Which one? But uh, yeah, like to me, honestly, like everybody's like, well, they should come back. I'm like, I watched Fuller House. I enjoyed Fuller House. But it's clearly that fucking, uh, she's just as bad. Uh, she married like this French fucking banker guy. Oh. Who's the half brother of the president. Oh, okay. Oh, so she's got fuck your money either way. Yeah. <clears throat> But they're divorced. I mean, they had fuck you money when they were teenagers. Oh yeah, as long as the, as long as that yeah that money got banked away properly, they had fuck you money from back then. As long as their parents didn't fucking steal it all. Yeah, like most child actors. But uh, so yeah, I guess that's it for this show. Uh, and then we'll do this all again next week. Uh, we might fit a wrestling show in there because there's a lot of crap going on. But we ought to wait until it plays out to see. Allegedly, what... somebody might be coming back to AEW. Oh yeah, I mean, here's the thing: if 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 that person allegedly, if if that person does eventually come back, well, no, wait, who are we talking about? Who else are we talking about? I don't know. Coming back, we 
fucking talking Punk or are we talking Cody? Because no, Punk. Oh yeah, Cody's I'm, fucking tied up for a couple years yeah, in WWE. I guarantee you, if they sell those contracts, are going to get renegotiated the minute they get sold and go private. If they get sold to the Saudis, every one of those contracts is up. I for guarantee if they if the Saudi thing is real, I guarantee half of that roster is fucking leaving. Yep, dude, I told if. if Sam and Kevin definitely oh, yeah, fucking leaving. Yeah, because Sam they won't let Sammy wrestle and fuck at the Saudi Arabia shows in general. Next year's fucking WrestleMania is gonna be in fucking what's the name of that stupid progressive city that they are Jeddah. Jeddah, yeah. It will probably be there. Like half of the fucking pay per views will probably be in Saudi Arabia. Um But yeah, Punk supposedly is like, guys, I'm sorry. I'll come play ball with y'all. Oh, please. I, I, I don't think that's that. It's because when Dax put up his thing, he was like, duh. Yeah. And also he's been like, um, somebody posted something on the ratings. Yeah. They just, no, the ratings when he was on, it's going up and stuff like that. It, yeah. Now the they're rise. fucking tanking. Oh, 870, 800 and something last week. I did see, I do compliment raw this week actually holding a decent number against the fucking college championship game. Mind you, it's fucking TCU in Georgia. Nobody expected it to be a good game. I think there's this, this dude I follow. Cause I, for some reason, a whole bunch of like sec shit popped up on my, my YouTube feed. Is it the Southern guy that does sec? Like there's like two channels. Like, but this dude's like, he's a fat, he's a big guy with like a beard. Yeah, it's and, a southerner, and he's just him. Yeah, and he like yeah. plays all the different teams. Yeah, he's uh, he's so funny. Yeah, fucking, you can thank Simpson for that because he always retweets or I don't know, Facebook like it was just like it showed videos. up on my thing, and I went back and I watched the entire season. Yeah, of of like this past season, you should see his non SEC stuff. Like when we had that that freeze. Oh yeah, yeah. For I'm, Christmas, like it's a like he, I've seen him on like another channel. Like it's a southern yeah. thing popped up with him yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's like southerners on the Gulf Coast or whatever. It's so. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's he does the ranking of like foods and stuff. He did hot sauces. He did um the top three hot uh no two of the top three hot sauces are from Louisiana. He three did, of the top five are from Louisiana. He did a um he'll do shows with like other people from other countries and he'll like exchange like food or drinks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he is quite funny. The chick from Waffle House fucking catching chairs like it's Jen from <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball alt. Swatting that shit away like a fucking Dragon Ball character swatting away a fucking uh, a projectile. Um, Linda Carter had it best when there was a clip of her somebody holds up a chair to her and she just fucking breaks the chair mm-hmm. like wooden chair and her caption was um, I learned it from my job at Waffle House. <laughs> It just sucks. She's been th- like all the only channel that really fucking put her out was fucking Fox News. I'm like, I would not want to be associated with Fox News. I don't care. Your NWA champion is. Oh God! And he wears that belt on camera. Uh huh. I don't know what fucking Billy's thinking. Like your fucking shit looks cheap enough as it is. See, here's the worst part. If Saudi does buy, um, WWE, if all this is true, that motherfucker's gonna own the biggest restaurant library. He has wrestling history in his fucking head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so that's it for this week. Until next week, I'm Wayne. That was Paul. And we're out.